Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that asks the important question, do you want Dinobot to arrange your funeral? I'm Greg. <laughs> I'm John, and I guess Jordan went behind my back and put Greg into a restoration module. Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, it was really easy to do, and it, I had some time. <laughs> I'm Jordan, by the way. You traitor. <laughs> Kendall was stuck with these two. It was... Unpleasant. <laughs> did, I, did I see the line right? That's what Waspinator said, right? <laughs> Actually, Scorpionox said that. Yes. No, no, Wasp- Waspinator said he was stuck oh. with. Yeah, Waspinator complained too. He was because he was stuck with Scorpionox and uh, and um, Tarantulas. Tarantulas. Yeah, no, it's um, Megatron came out of the vat, and Scorpionox said. Megatron back was stuck with these two was bad or whatever. Like it was Scorpionot <laughs> complaining to Megatron that he was stuck with them. Oh yeah, and apparently he lost his capabilities of using grammar. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I listened to these episodes. Remember? I think we're thinking of different options, different times. Because I was, uh, I was thinking of the episode before that. <laughs> Chain of Command is the episode I'm referring to. But right, no, no, whatever. I was referring to the, before that, the one before that. Mm. But we aren't on any of those episodes. <laughs> we're on a new episode. <laughs> Today we're reviewing episode seven, Fallen Comrades. Uh, pretty Just good not episode. everyone dying, like Kendall thought. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that is what I thought. Um, so there is like pretty much no trivia for this episode. So what I did instead of, um, you're right. You're right. He did. It was Scorpionock. Megatron back. <laughs> yes. Megatron back. <laughs> with the and Terrasaur, very bad. It got quiet okay. for a second. I'm like, oh my God, did the call drop? <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. I was right. So, um, it, so, uh, and there was, I guess I'll go back to the, well, I'll do it later, but, uh, there is a, the Japanese name for the episode is literally the only piece of trivia in IMDb, and I'm not on that page anymore. So I jumped down the Transformers wiki rabbit hole. Oh, and decided to, um, and I decided to go over some uh, terminology. And you guys, for you guys, these terms are probably as as easy to understand as uh, what a what an Isalamiri is to me, or uh, or you know, uh, lights how light or the inner workings of a lightsaber, you know. But sure. this is stuff that I like just barely like. I understood based on concept, but uh, feel like it might there might be other listeners who. Um, are fans of Beast Wars, but don't really understand things. You're going to make and me so want I, to look up the inner workings of a lightsaber now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crystal, and it focuses the energy yes. and stuff like that. Anyway, um, and an Asalamiri is a is awesome. I hope that they show up. And I wonder if there's going to be they're going to show up in Rebels since Thrawn's in Rebels now. Okay, uh, so um, <laughs> the first the first term. This was what was like, I guess, the top of the rabbit hole um, was protoform because yep. they talk okay. about in this episode maximal protoforms. Yes. Yeah. I was like, 
what is a protoform? So based on the Transformers wiki, first of all, this episode of Beast Wars is the first time protoforms are mentioned, mm-hmm. like in all of Transformers. Yes. Um, and uh, basically they um, are mannequin-looking things, basic robots. It's the, ver- it's the base uh, – it's the first part of the Transformers lifestyle – or lifestyle, life cycle. Um, let's see. They do not have a part, a spark. Sex. <laughs> yeah, they they do not have a spark, and um the uh, and they also don't have alt form information necessary to transform. Uh, so I guess I guess in order for transformers to exist, like there aren't cyber there aren't Cybertronians that can't transform, according to how I interpret the Transformers wiki. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so basically, what's in that what's in that pod is a is a is a total blank slate. And it's not because yeah, not it says that they I'm they not don't sure that it's entirely a blank slate because I know later on this season we are actually going to have a blank protoform. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if like in this particular instance in this episode if it's an actual blank or if there might actually be a spark stored with it. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean. The, when you say pro, the strictly speaking, a protoform doesn't have a spark. Yeah, I would assume yeah. that there's some kind of spark uh, that is associated. Which brings me to my next vocabulary word: spark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which also, also this, which shows, which really, like anybody that knows anything about transformers knows what a spark is. Yeah. Also, the concept of the spark originated from the beast wars yes um which is basically a it's a thing that's always uh looks like a looks like a ball with one of those balls that had like lightning in it. that if you put your hand on it then the static electricity all goes to your hand um and that's sort of the that's the 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 brain the the soul of a it's basically the soul of like a transformer and when a transformer dies and it goes back to the all the spark goes back to the all spark and that's what that's part of the reason why you can have a a transformer get like blown to bits all over the place and then get put right back together because as long as the spark still exists then uh then the spark is still a thing yeah which um, ex- and, explains why in the 1986 movie um optimus like died from getting shot and Ultra Magnus was blown to bits and was fine. Obvious for some reason, the getting shot thing like made a spark go out, while Ultra Magnus didn't. I guess is how they right. explain that. Yeah, that was yeah, kind um, of a his, continuity. His thing armor in the was movie. better at protecting his his spark than than Optimus's was. There's there's a line in the TF Wiki's life cycle because yeah, I because I, so. I, <laughs> I, uh, I um I I I it said that the protoform is the first part of the transformers life cycle so i did look up the transformers life cycle I, it's not that it's basically you're a protoform and then you're a transformer and sometimes there's another one that sometimes is a thing but with death uh let's see it actually says um some transformers can 
have come back from death many times while others have seemingly died okay. for good. I think all my, my computer just froze. Great. Characters have recovered. I can Jordan, still I can hear, hear you, you. Fine, Jordan. Oh, this is just wonderful. Well, we can still hear you. Oh. This is technical difficulties the episode. Can you still hear us, Jordan? Jordan, can you hear us? I don't think he can. I guess I don't think not. He can. Okay. Uh-oh. We oh. can we can edit this out, right? <laughs> yeah, he'll probably come back in, come back up in a second. So I'll he probably he has the TF wiki memorized anyway, so he knows all this stuff. <laughs> um But <laughs> this is the kind of thing that he would read. Um, so it says some transformers have come back from death many times while others seemingly died for good after suffering damages from which other characters have recovered. A more cynical person might posit that the only thing that actually kills transformers is the whim of the plot. And even that can be negated later again by the needs of a story. Um, and then the one other, uh, term that, uh, that I, I came up with that I wanted to, sort of discuss and clarify is the term stasis lock, which we, uh, we, they talked about a lot last, last episode. So, um, so first of all, protoforms are transported or stored in stasis lock. So that is, and that is what holds them in the, in the robotic human mannequin looking state. When they're not in state in stasis lock, protoforms are a rolling mass of liquid metal around the internal frame. So what is stasis lock though? Um, so it's uh, it is a it's a critical it's almost like a coma state that that allows transformers to uh, stay alive, running at the lowest level of power despite um, massive energy loss or traumatic damage. And actually, um, when there are whenever we hear those those warnings of like. If you do this, you're going to go into state or if you don't, you know, stasis lock imminent and blah, 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 blah. Those are fail safes in the, in the, uh, transformers, uh, or the, you know, the beast Warsy guys. What are the, are, what, what, are, what is the, the maximals, the max, well, I guess the maximals and the predacons, but there's not a generic term for beast wars is, is because you have like transformers, transformers really yeah yeah i guess they're yeah i guess it's a generic term for trans but i guess it, when you say transformers you think of trucks yeah trucks not nuts or whatever what was truck not monkey yeah yeah i don't that. like you thinking it's nuts <laughs> I, mean, you have a weird fixation on nuts kendall i mean it's cool man but like you don't have to bring it to the cast okay we all have our thing <laughs> i uh, i couldn't remember what the I couldn't remember the term. Anyway, uh, but but it's it's actually like a failsafe. So when they say stasis lock imminent or whatever, that's a thing that's going to happen to them. Like they're not going to be able to. Um, there you can't you can't keep it from happening. So it's kind well, of uh, you sort of can as we'll as we'll find out. There there are ways around it. Okay, not that it's advised. Yeah. Um. Well, I think it's. Super- I was gonna say that's super interesting that all these terms originated with Beast Wars. I didn't really know that because like it it does come up in like every other piece of Transformers media after this. I could have sworn it yep. was in G one, but I guess it wasn't. That's really cool. 
Some I know of the stuff- Sparks for sure was not in G one. That was that was an original Beast Wars thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually yeah, some it really the, well, shows how how much Beast Wars contributed to the overall canon of Transformers. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of it, uh, some of it was like retcon into Generation One. Um, I forget. I ran into something like they something happened in Generation One, and they were like, "And this is because of the this," like. You know, I think it said something about why Optimus was able to come back after the movie or something was had to do with well, this spark. Yeah, I mean, like I just I just did that where I was like, OK, like Optimus died because his spark was damaged. But Ultra Magnus didn't because it wasn't. It, I, yeah, I just retcon that. I, I doubt the writers were thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, oh, OK, we need Optimus to die and Ultra Magnus not to die. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> new toys are coming. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's like uh, it's like um, um, this was I I think this happens in a lot. It's just like it's just like in uh, in next next generation versus uh, original series. They sort of um, they sort of establish things a little bit more clear in continuity once you realize that this is actually something that, you know, that people care about. Um. Whereas, you know, like in the original series in an episode, they go to warp 13, which but in in Next Generation, the concept of warp is that if you go warp 10, then you are at all points in the universe at once. So when they go warp 13 in in, uh, in the original series doesn't make a lot of sense, although they do explain it in a novel that uh, that they rewrote the way that. (laughs) The calculation works in the course in the eighty not. years, which you know makes sense. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we got an episode that we got to review on. here. So uh, yeah. so anyway, so there, there's a theme song at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yes, there's a theme. That's the most important part. Yeah. We don't really talk about that usually, but it's really important. It's a rocking theme. It's at the beginning of our podcast, though, so I guess <laughs> you know what it sounds like. <laughs> Oh, it is at the beginning of the podcast? I've never listened to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we use that as our theme. And it's really funny because it's like all these laser sounds with no context. So it's just like <laughs> weird. <laughs> but it's cool. I like it. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening who, you know, wants to go ahead and try their hand at making a theme song for us. Hey, we're totally <laughs> open for it. So I can write us a theme weird. song. <laughs> Yeah, do it. You're a musician. I, I, I offered to do it, and Greg was like, "No, don't don't do that. I don't want um, you to do anything." It wasn't like that. We didn't want. No, you. No, no, no. Like, no, I didn't want to take advantage. advantage. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like at the the like second time we had ever interacted in a Facebook message. So, but you, yeah. you felt fine taking advantage of me drawing our logo. Great. <laughs> Good to know. I feel so appreciated. <laughs> I think you were like more pushy way, than I was. I, yeah, I kind of just threw it at you guys. I didn't really ask if you guys wanted me to do it. Like everyone I showed that uh, that image like, to, everyone's like, "Wow, that's really good." So yeah, you know, good job, huh? Thanks. Thanks. Everybody thinks that John is amazing. You guys, are too- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking for praise. I was just making a joke. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, now I'm gonna have like writer's block and not be able to write the song. The song for like- <laughs> Six months. Get around, get around to it if you can. But I mean, no, no rush. Nah. 
It works. What we have works. <laughs> anyway, getting to the episode, Fallen Comrades. Uh, yes. So we open up on space, you know, the final frontier. Get a scene of Earth with two moons and a bunch of pods floating out in space in orbit. One of them, the uh, the pod starts to enter into the atmosphere. And from here, uh, it starts coming in pretty fast. And we cut to the Axelon and the Maximals are tracking the entry of the pod as it's coming in. And Rhinox starts giving a countdown. And just as he gets to one and it's about to make impact, we then cut to the dark side and we get Terrorsaur saying, Impact! Cheers. Don't forget there's also a shot of a tiger that might be relevant to the episode. Might oh, yeah. It's <laughs> very true. Yeah. Once, once we have impact, it cuts to uh, a big pile of snow, so I'm guessing that somewhere in Canada there's a maximal pod somewhere. Yep. Canada with our Canadian tigers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and uh, you know, things cut out for me, but did you mention any of the the TF Wiki like trivia stuff or anything like that while you went down the rabbit hole, or was Wait. it just the uh, various terms you went through? Uh, no, it was just the yeah, it was just the term. So I actually did there were there was no episode specific trivia on uh, on IMDb except for the except for the Japanese name of the episode, which was something like the Lonely Warrior Tigertron or something like that. I I, I just pointed out because they also once again mentioned the uh, the wonky ge- geography, and it's like it's it's a, like. It, they send like the from shots like this one. Yeah, the shots from this one. It looks like Cretaceous Earth, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, wait to see. But that you know, with with uh, how things play out in the end, uh, it that shouldn't really be where where things are. So it's not sure mm-hmm. if that was was them. You know, again, being on purpose, or they haven't nailed down what they were planning on doing. Well, if I'm not mistaken, T Rexes are from the Cretaceous period, aren't they? Yes, I so, believe so. We should still be running around. Yeah, T Rexes are from the Cretaceous period. I know this because of Animorphs, because <laughs> in because they go back to the Cretaceous period, and they're like. In in the in the first Megamorphs book, I think, or the second Megamorphs, it's the second one that's the time travel one. They go back in time to the Cretaceous period, um, and and somebody's like, "Oh no, it's like Jurassic Park." I think Marco probably because he's an idiot, um, and Tobias is like, "Well, actually, the <laughs> well, actually, because Tyrannosaurus Rexes were from the Cretaceous period." And I, I could have sworn we, we did this for the first episode, but did someone in the Megamorph book go, no, it, it's, or when when are we, instead of where are we? Did they make that joke? <laughs> yeah, I, we did. I, we made that joke. <laughs> we made that joke. Yeah, I don't remember if, I don't remember if they said that in, in the Megamorphs book that I read when I was in fourth grade. 
I don't know. I don't remember all of the details, and I've never heard of Megamorphs. That's crazy. I never, I never read any of the Animorph books. All I remember is, yes, we did make that joke. (laughs) I did read a lot of the books. It's not that one. I, I, the Megamorphs was. It was. Um. It was. They. They did like because she had because K. A. Applegate had ghostwriters that wrote all the, the regular books. Um. And she wrote like the general plotting. Um. But the Megamorphs books and the such and such chronicles, the the Andalite chronicles, the Hork Bajur chronicles, and then later the book Visser, that were like sort of standalone, kind of bigger stuff happens type stories. Uh, those were actually written by K. A. Applegate, as I understand. Too much it. like ghostwriters. Sounds sounds like a sweet deal. Just write a fucking layout, and then someone else does all the work for you. Wow. Your hack Applegate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were it was a, a novel was coming out every month, so I know I'm it joking. would be it would be kind of hard for for one person to write a novel every month. I mean, I'm just, I'm I know. I mean, I, I know I, I that. do that from time, to time. I do that from time to time, but that's just for my personal use. It's not, you know, that's my my teenagers with attitude fan fiction, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So okay, so back to the yes, the, back to the episode. <laughs> so we have Terrasaur. He he's giving the coordinates for the the crash site, and makes note that it's 120 kilometers north. And he asks Megatron if we're going to go. To which Megatron is like, "No, not yet. The Maximals will surely attempt to dispatch their only flyer to reach the pod first. Let us ensure that he encounters turbulence." And of course, nobody can see me actually, you know, doing the little finger waggle thing. But yeah, it's there. I believe it. (laughs) So from here, we cut back to the Axelon again. Uh, We get Cheetor voicing his concerns about a plan. And it's pretty much confirmed that Optimus is going to try and fly ahead to get to the pod first. And he's of the assumption that Megatron is going to be sending his own flyers and he wants to try and beat them to it. Uh, Dinobot in turn actually voices his concerns that match Cheetor's saying that Megatron doesn't always do what we expect he's going to do which is actually pretty apt for Dinobot in this instance because he's actually right yeah and Megatron's doing some good strategic stuff here he's playing some chess Yeah, and I just thought it was interesting because we got a weird backwards dynamic here where uh Optimus is like all gung ho and ready to go and get and get out there and, and Dinobot's the one who's like, wait, we should be cautious. You know, maybe we should wait a moment. Yep. Dinobot yeah. even says, like, I don't usually say yeah. I, I you know, I don't usually prefer caution. Mm-hmm. I also just like how Dinobot's super like this whole episode, he's he's very like it's very clear he's loyal to, to Optimus at this point. Like yeah surprisingly loyal and it's great i love it yeah sort of harkens back to what you were saying in earlier episodes john about how well especially that one uh with terrace or how it seemed like he was being really underhanded uh and sort of tricking cheetor and whatnot but in this one i think we get more of the dinobot that everybody's sort of used to seeing and that he's a bit more Mm -hmm. honorable He's he's gotten a grudging respect of most people. Yeah. 
he still treats the others like crap, but Optimus he's good with. <laughs> he's also, but he's also like, I felt like he was also like really smart in this episode. Yes. Oh yeah. He was, yeah, totally. He was right. Cause he goes down, he's like, okay, full well, fine. You know, you're the, you're the boss. You can go, but, uh, but you got to let me go check, check things out first. And he like goes down and look, and I was like, what is he doing? And he like, just like looks around and he's like, okay, there's nobody there. Yeah. You can go. But first, you should let me do a scouting party. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let me do a scouting party. And of course, Optimus is like, we don't have time for this. There's somebody, one of my friends who is out there. We need to reach him first before Megatron gets to him. Which, yeah, you can understand. I mean, you've got all the rest of this crew that's sort of hovering in space. And they're always going to be sort of worrying about them. Which kind of makes me wonder. The end of this series, not to, to spoil anything, what happens to the rest of the pods? Because not all of them land. There was tons yeah. of them. There was, there was like 20 pods. Yeah. And like, you don't well, get that many characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, I know that they kind of like retconned that uh, only like a few of them actually had sparks in the protoforms and stuff like that and some of them were just completely blank and i miss what you guys were talking about that completely rare about uh like what's the difference between a completely blank protoform and a protoform with a spark already in it but mm-hmm. uh i but like you said yeah there was there is some crew members there so they do have sparks in there and i don't think all of them get get down on earth mm. with two moons <laughs> and this is something I was thinking about during the scene too, where, where it's 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 not actually irrelevant, but I I thought about it because I thought that he was going to go down and like scout ahead a little bit, and I thought it was weirdly transformed because Velociraptors are actually pretty fast, and it got me thinking like, is Cheetor the fastest actually? Because Velociraptors, I think they match Cheetah speed. Like, I mean, obviously, paleontology isn't isn't like it's 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 all theories and stuff, but. But rap- raptors, like, they're pretty fast, right? I think they are. I mean, in Jurassic World, they were keeping up with a motorbike. So Jurassic World is, like, hard science. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic World is canon science. <laughs> <laughs> was that... Was that on, was that on Teenagers with Attitude that somebody said canon in like, re, but it was like the real world? Yes, yes. I don't remember okay. what it was, a, it was a reference to, but it was great. <laughs> so, so um, according to the the wiki, because I remember that reading this from the Protoform article, uh, something called the destruction of something called the Vok Planet Buster knocked all of the remaining Stasis pods out of orbit. Um. um Two were damaged on Im- import- impact reformatting the protoforms within in diffusors, and a third was found by the Maximals com- and contained a blank protoform with no spark, which uh, is what they used to bring back uh, Optimus Spoilers, Prime spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you won't remember by then. I you can beat that in editing, right? <laughs> and then, uh, I, don't, I mean, it, without the context, and like you know, in eight years, when we actually uh, we actually get to that. Hey, hey, we're not TWA here. There isn't that many seasons of Transformers Beast Wars. Back, but I mean, it might take us that long if we keep like diverging from the synopsis. I was hy- hyperbole, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, that's I mean. 
the way that I read that, not based on actually having seen those episodes, when the Vok Planet Buster, whatever the heck that is, gets destroyed, it knocks all the remaining stasis pods out of orbit. And I would assume that only those three of the remaining pods get recovered. Yeah. Aw. So they lost the And also there was a badly mouth. As transmutate. Yes. I remember that episode as well. Uh, there's more than three pods at land, right? Because it's like there's there's Air Razor, Black Arachnia, and Tigertron, sure. But then later on, there's like Silver Bolt and that, Silver Bolt and Quick Strike, Quick Strike, and Inferno, Tate, and uh, uh, and, and Black Arachnia. Yeah. Did you say I Black, Black, Black Arachnia? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, some others. I mean, there are there are a number of them that. Uh, um, maybe Romulus might be one. Rampage. Um, because yep. it says yeah, in the, according to the Three H comics, when Primal Prime's team awoke Romulus, Romulus was furious to discover that Optimus Primal had left him and the other Axelon protoforms behind on Earth. So maybe they did get the rest of them get left behind. Is what happens. Yeah, it's, some of the. Some of the comics, I think, tend to go into like what other, what the other things happen because Beast Wars kind of just sticks with this crew and what they run into. But like we, like you said, there was like twenty pods and stuff like that, and then they leave and they kind of forgot about them. And I mean, there's a ton of toys that that don't yeah that that don't get on a show, so it's obvious those are probably those guys. And like yeah yeah that's certainly possible. So. Getting back to the uh, the episode at hand here, um, after Dinobot sort of alludes to re- the request of setting out a scouting patrol, um, Otto sort of gets a bit uppity about it, and he's like, "I'm in command here. We're I'm going after this pod." Dinobot sort of a- makes the comment of, "Your motion chips are overriding your caution circuits." I want to put out something real quick. Like I don't want to go on a big tangent about it, but it's I like the 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 detail that when Dinobot is scanning his visor is like a Predacon visor. Yeah, like yeah. we've seen that they're different from Maximal ones, and mm-hmm. his is definitely a Predacon one. Yeah, it's almost like an infrared sort of deal that it looks like. Random gray squares for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at at some point in this scene, um. When when it becomes clear that that uh, basically Optimus pulls rank, uh, it, it's like Dinobot like snaps to attention, like he's like, yeah. "No, I'm doing this," and Dinobot like snaps to attention. I really liked that. Oh, I thought he uh, Primal chest bumped him, like to push him back so they both could go on the thing. But I think it might have been a combination of the two. Yeah, it's like stand aside. And so Dinobot sort of moves a little bit to give him room, and he gets onto the platform, and they both lower down. Yeah. Huh. That is a nice uh, touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so they exit out. Um, Primal activates his jets. Primal turn, jets. Yeah, Primal jets on. <laughs> and, they like, and, they like, and he, like, scorches Dinobot a little bit. <laughs> So he, and, he turns around and starts to to say, have a ground unit, follow him. 
and he's about to say something else when all of a sudden he gets shot in the back. And Dinobot's quick to say, ambush as I suspected. <laughs> At least he didn't say told you so. <laughs> that would have totally been a rat trap thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so this so I this scene is like is interesting because at first I thought Megatron was being smart. Like when he says, you know, do you know they're gonna you know basically he tells him to intercept uh Optimus. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they intercept him when he was, you know, a couple kilometers from the from the base? Because they know where the base is. They know where the pod is. They would assume so, he would take a straight line, too. Yeah. He's a flyer. Yeah. So they ought to be able to, you know, maybe they didn't want to risk him taking a different pass, path. Like, maybe they mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, you'd think that he would fly a straight path, but, you know. Would a Predacon do that if they knew they were being tailed? So would Optimus do that if he if he suspected an ambush? He didn't so, an ambush, though, so... Well... And they didn't you know, know that, I guess, but... Yeah, Megatron has to think of these things, like, 12 steps ahead, so... I guess I guess the thing is, if you thought... It, it, I'm going to think it... A, I'm going to take it a, st- a step further as to why, based on everything, it would make more sense that Optimus would go straight. If If the goal... If it is a race... Which Megatron thinks that Optimus thinks that it's a race. <laughs> then you want to go as fast as you can. If if it was, I mean, frank frankly, if if the if he was going to take his time and take a zigzaggy uh, route to get there, a roundabout way to get there, then he may as well just take a larger ground force and move as fast as he can in a direct line. Yeah. Well, the thing is too. Um, I'm not sure if you guys noticed when they're talking about the distance at the dark side, they say it's 120 kilometers north. Later on, uh, towards the end of the episode, when Optimus is actually talking to spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the episode, talking to Tigatron, um, he mentions Mm -hmm. that their base is about 100 kilometers due south. So they actually have about a 20 kilometer jump start on the Predacons. Mm hmm. So it just took them that long just to get up to their base. Yeah. I guess it just seems like it just seems like they could have done something besides we're going to stand right outside of your base because it seemed kind of dumb that Dinobot just went down and kind of looked around and he was like, OK, I don't see anything. But I, like but I guess that was a Dinobot completely figured out what their plan was They're a couple of guys are going to show up outside of our base and shoot you at some point. Like it just, I don't know. It seemed a little, a little wonky, which I actually don't have a problem with because Megatron is dumb. Well, to be perfectly honest, if it weren't for the, the idea that Dinobot and Optimus come up with later on in this episode, they would have gotten the pod. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess it I guess it mostly worked. It just seems like it was not a very good plan. Hmm. And they actually do I mean they actually uh the next the next plan that the Predacons have I think is actually a smart plan. So, we'll get to that in a, in a bit. Uh, and I think that's the real reason that they were able to to beat them there. Hmm. So, we we get uh a bit of a battle between Dinobot 
Waspinator and Terrorsaur. Optimus is out of commission. He's on the ground. And we actually get a pretty cool uh, bit where Dinobot, uh, his sword is shot out of his hand. Mm-hmm. So he immediately uses his eye beams and hits uh, a boulder above Terrorsaur and Waspinator. And the boulder comes down and squashes Waspinator. <laughs> I, I want to... <laughs> That's the way it happens yeah. too, but it's also kind of really cartoony how it happens. Yeah, I had a pretty good well, laugh at that part. Yeah. But I want yeah. to mention too that Pterosaur shoots his like shoulder pack things, which are considerably yeah. dinkier now. Yes. Yeah. 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 From last one, <laughs> I noticed that. Yes. Pretty, <laughs> that is, I noticed that as well. Also, <laughs> I decided on my death tally, I'm going to be a little more liberal so that I can make these numbers higher. Because I feel like I feel like if there's a situation where the character should have died, for example, Waspinator getting completely crushed by a gigantic boulder <laughs> to the point that there is nothing of him showing, I think that counts as a death. And so, therefore, retroactively, I'm also counting the chain gun of command scene as Waspinator death. Um, which, and, and I'm also counting. Um, this is an Optimus death. So currently we have on the dead tally, Megatron has died twice. Optimus has died twice. Waspinator has died twice. Uh. I, I, um, I also really like when the rock hits Waspinator. Dinobot just like, he does that motion where you like, he's like, your yes! and pull back. He's like, yeah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Headshot. <laughs> I saw that too, John. I love that part. You like, he just gets so excited about it. <laughs> finally got to kill something oh wait finally. <laughs> damn it <laughs> yes which is what happens here pterosaur just shoots the boulder and we see that waspinator is you know he he's experiencing a buildup of energon apparently when you take damage you become more susceptible to it i guess or his circuits oh, are just shorting circuit. anyway. Yeah, that could be. True. It may be. It may be the two things may be combined. Yeah. So, uh, Terrasaur grabs Waspinator's hand and starts flying off. Dinobot is like, "Cowards, face me!" And he starts shooting indiscriminately in their direction. Um, we we cut then to uh, Cheetor, who's outside now, One and of the best he, parts of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> He, he transforms, and he's like, Optimus, oh man, can you hear me, Big Bot? And yeah, this this is probably the best part of the episode. Uh, we were talking about it before we started recording. And Dinobot is being very noble. And he's like, I shall ensure that your funeral is a glorious one. <laughs> if it's for your died in battle. <laughs> to, which is, <laughs> to which Optimus is almost like, I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. It's, it's like, like, it's like, it I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'll in, have to pass. In TWA, when they start noticing things about Tommy, and then the show just keeps reinforcing it. It's just, it's us. Like, we're like, notice that Dinobot writes people off super fast. And then the show just goes at it, reinforcing it over yeah. and over again. Because <laughs> that's, that's what happens here. Because Optimus is like, "I'll have to miss it," and Dinobot's like, "Hmm, are you certain? Are it would be so- a triumphant passage." I <laughs> <laughs> say sure. It would have been a really balling funeral. <laughs> and, and see, this kind of puts a new spin on it. It's not so much as that he's always writing off people. He just wants to give a really good funeral. You know, <laughs> I could be see there. Dinobot <laughs> would be like in this big like. 
you know, sort of Episcopal row, you know, all getting really ready and preachy and. So oh, here's, here's what it must be, because it's so hard to kill anybody that's a Transformer. So, like, Dinobot must have had, like, one funeral that he went to on Cybertron. And that's such a problem, right? To not have it, it, as much funerals as you want? Like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. But he, like, he went to it and he was like, that is, you know, that was really cool. I mean, he's a weird, you know, he's a weird guy. He was like, that was really neat. You know, that was, you know, <laughs> all, you know this is... You know, this is the, you know, it's like it, my whole family actually showed up for once, you know, friends and family. All that had to happen was my brother died. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> why don't and people was, have more funerals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like really excited. You know, it was. Yeah, you're right. It was neat. Like he had to he got to have a robe and there were trumpets and and, uh, you know, a 21 gun uh, Quasar salute. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you, you know, so he's, so he's looking for any uh, opportunity now. Oh, my. Alternatively, alternatively, maybe he was the he fought in the Great War or something. And his his he was his uh, uh, group was very high casualty. Um, you know, he was there. He was like straight up on the front lines. And so just like every time he went out, like his whole t- his whole squad got killed. Wait, so maybe he's suggesting he's a record. Sorry, I could mm-hmm. I could see that. Uh, there's this really like suicide squad like group that's been kind of that circulates through both the G1 comics and earlier ones. That's are it's a group of robots. Uh, oh, the wreckers. Wreckers. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I could honestly see Sinobot being one of them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking too. Like maybe they, it's like, have you guys ever seen that like skit where? It's a stormtrooper, and he gets shot, and then like in the leg, and he's like fine, and everyone's like, "But our armor is designed that you die instantly." Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Like, should oh we, my should god, we kill yeah. Him? Like, yeah. Maybe like, maybe like Predacons are so quick to like write people off that like his like comrades in like a battle before, like they get shot in the leg, and he'd be like, "Oh, let's get a medical attention." And his commander would be like, "No, leave him alone. He's dead now." And then they continue on or something like that. Or it's, yeah, just, I, it's just like Predacons are so quick to like write off people who die that I like point who out are just slightly well, injured. If, if you haven't seen that YouTube video, do a search for it because it is what were you saying, Jordan? like it's called Injured Stormtrooper, and the people who did it like really did a good job. They got like some. I was saying they got some of the five hundred first to help them make that video with the injured oh, nice. stormtrooper and it was yeah and like there's even one part where it's like like they they didn't know what to do because you know he was just injured not dead and they never had an injured stormtrooper and like one of those like do we <laughs> and he was like no 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 yeah, no, yeah. No. we don't have the clearance for that he's like you know guys i think i wasn't tagged you know i didn't happen you know i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> Hey, is is everybody else uh, on your guys' end? Is the Skype connections are the Skype connections coming through okay? Because on no, my no, end, I'm like, I'm losing Jordan, everybody Jordan. really bad. Yeah, same here. Oh. As long as if it's good for one of us, yeah, Greg's great. is the only one that matters. <laughs> yeah, I've been able to hear everybody. So okay, okay, okay. cool. I yeah, I'm, I I always assume that I'm in the worst in the worst because I have. Mediocre internet. I'm really bad today too, and I have have no idea why. Because I usually get pretty good. Mm. 
I bet you everyone's on the internet now because of the presidential debate. Yeah. Oh yeah, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Everybody's so looking up. Everybody's looking up Snopes.com, trying to figure out whether uh, <laughs> something, how math works. See, this is why everybody should vote Optimus Prime. <laughs> I would vote for Optimus Prime. Right in candidate. Wait, actual Optimus Prime or the U.S. Uh, is it Navy or Army? Uh, there's there's someone in the U.S. Uh, military service that has their name legally changed to Optimus Prime. Oh, we, I would we, vote for the robot, not yeah. the weird okay. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's but pretty you telling when you say you'd you, walk, we'd vote have for to the amend the Constitution because Optimus was born on Cybertron. Mm. Mm. He wasn't even more, born in the United States. I want to see his long form birth certificate. Yeah, but couldn't you say that he was reborn in the United States? And his yeah, alternate form a, is a, a is an American semi truck, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That and he would have been there before it was even legally the United States. Oh, that's true. So he could technically I, I, be a Native American. Oh, 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 oh well, no, 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 because there's <laughs> actually a thing. There's no, there's actually a thing in the Constitution that if you were around when the Constitution was made, then you don't have to be born in the United States or something like that. Yes. Oh, there, there you go. go. Oh, there you go. See, so there are as, as long as it was present in the 13 original colonies. In the 1700s, that is really, fine. But kind of a random thing here. But I was I was at Walmart like yesterday. And I was looking at the toy section to see if there's any cool Transformers stuff. Just because we've been doing this cast, and we, I don't want to <laughs> get something like that. And they had a toy for Scorpion, which I guess is a new one of the newer series. Yeah, they that. they tend to do a like not only that, but they've there's like a bunch of lines that are, have been re like reimagining them too. Like that's. Which is kind of neat. Like I've well, seen. I, I think there was like an arc in like Transformers Prime where the Predacons showed up, and it was called like Beast Hunters. Yes. Yeah, but I don't remember a Scorponok in that. No, there was a Black Arachne in that though. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was this orange Scorponok robot. It's pretty cool, and I saw it was like Optimus yeah. Prime thing that was like fifty four dollars, but <laughs> it, it looked really cool. It was like it was G one ish, mm-hmm. but like different and it, it was i'm gonna like try and get that at some point because it was really cool <laughs> so when you say 54 dollars, how does that translate into how much it actually costs <laughs> oh you mean like canada bucks versus u.s dollars <laughs> well i was actually referencing our first episode no i know i know what you're saying but if this time it actually had a price tag on it and i'm not just making shit up but yeah like it had, it, he had a city mode like i don't know what optimus this was but it like it was cool anyway hmm. <laughs> oh i wonder I was thinking I want to I was I'd, I wouldn't mind getting a tarantula action figure like like one of the I would go back and get the original like. Oh, yeah. The, like I, I was thinking about two was going trying to find a Cheetor figure and like. A, um, since I since tarantulas else. and I are tarantulas <laughs> is basically me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already got my silver Volt action figure, so I'm good. I'm kind of kicking myself because there was a Rhinox uh, that was released either last year or the year before, I want to say. And it was right before Target closed in Canada that they had them on sale, and I should have picked one up. Aw. The nice thing thing about the old Beast Wars action figures versus, like, um, you know, something like like Power Rangers or something is like those those figures like look good like the old the old the the old ones because, you know, because they were just like they were on the show, 
you know, the, the show is pretty accurate to the, to the, and they, you know, they had lots of, they had the ball joints and the points of articulation and whatnot, as opposed to like, if you, if you look back and like, I thought I try, I thought about getting uh, a gold R from like the first run of power Rangers mm-hmm. and the gold, that gold R figure looks terrible. Mm. He is, they, they did not know how gold paint, what color gold was. He is yellow and yeah, it looks like a toy. It's yeah. so bad. Like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like toy. there's, there's I know what you're some saying. toys that look like a, it looks like a toy, and there are some toys that look like you know something you know a, a an action figure that's cool that you put on your shelf, and people are like, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I think the Beast Wars action figures hold up really well, as opposed to some of the other stuff from the '90s. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Especially because I didn't, I never had that many action figures relative to like some people that the crappy look of the action figures, like of old Star Wars action figures and things that a lot of Star Wars fans are crazy about, like doesn't really, doesn't really appeal to me. I'd much rather have something that looks closer to the source material. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, yeah, I've got some of the old Beast Wars and I've got a couple of the G1s. And I definitely find that they hold up a lot better comparatively speaking to stuff like the Power Rangers action figures and that sort of thing. Mind you, the Megazords weren't too bad, but I'm just so brokenhearted because my Rhino, I have the, the most of the parts of the Rhinox. And when I say most of it, I mean like literally more than half, but less than 90% of the parts of the Rhinox. So it's like, I have the, I have, the figure that's like in storage at my parents' house that I had that was the one that I had as a kid, but it's missing so many pieces and it's like I kind of like that's the other one like like probably Tarantulas and Rhinox would be the two that I would track down, but I would be like so torn about getting a getting a Rhinox because I'm like I already have this Rhinox and that's the <laughs> one that was that the one that has sentimental value, but it's missing no. pieces. Or I can try to get a you know. And I don't think it's I don't think that it's as easy to find like just the pieces as it would be no. for like uh like the Power Rangers Megazords, like you can you can buy just the little the little pieces that people would lose from the Dragon Zord or something. Well, you could always make like a little diorama and it's tarantulas eating rhinox. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Well, and it's it's, it it's, it's stuff like that that's the reason that they're missing pieces. <laughs> because it, that was, I mean, that was what would happen. <laughs> they would get in a fight, and I and you know they'd get shot, and I'd be like, okay, well, his leg got blown off, and the this part got blown off, and the, and then you know I wouldn't put it away, and then things would get lost. Yeah. You know, anyway. I think we went over in a previous episode that I was Sid from Toy Story. Yes. <laughs> So what happens next? I don't even so, remember. Getting back to the episode, um, <laughs> towards the end of this scene, uh, we get Cheetor asking Dinobot to help Optimus up, and we get him sort of grabbing onto the front chest plate of Optimus and just hoists him back up onto his feet. Yeah. yeah which we is are pretty... not very far in this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of our most tangenty episode, I think. Yeah. Which is in stark contrast of last episode. <laughs> <laughs> So from here, we cut back to the dark side and we have Megatron sort of berating Pterosaur for not fully destroying Optimus, uh, to which Pterosaur sort of retorts with the fact that, hey, he 
it, it, he's half scrap, so there's no way that he's going to be able to reach the pod. To which Megatron is essentially like, okay, well, okay, but they're still going to make an attempt. And he's like, ah, yes, a land party. So they'll leave Optimus and perhaps one other to guard the base. I think I think they're probably going to play Doom. and i want to say that this scene's very short maybe like maybe 30 seconds he says yes four times Mm. (laughs) i counted (laughs) there's a lot of yeses there's a lot of yes in this episode (laughs) so is also at one point like doesn't he like hit the the tail arm like the tail lance thing that he's holding with his robot head arm and there's like a bonk sound Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's it's. I just thought it was funny because like he's like dramatically like yes we will take you know take them out at the base and and then we'll finally defeat them bonk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he sends a uh, pterosaur and waspinator on ahead to get the stasis pod, and then he gets Scorponok and Tarantulas to come with him. They're going to try and take over the base since it's just going to be three against two. So we then cut back and we have a scene showing Cheetor, Rhinox and Rat Trap riding Rhinox as they're, that sounds so dirty when I say that. Cheetor isn't riding Rat Trap riding Rhinox, by the way. Cheetor is running. Yeah, he's running. <laughs> Rat Trap is on top of Rhinox. Bounce a Guava. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cheetor's really weirded out by it. He's kind of a third week. <laughs> uh, so, so another so another reason why they should have just all done a land party like this in the first place uh, is that uh, you, we could have had the scene where where uh, Optimus is riding Rhinox and and Rat Trap is on is riding Optimus, yes. which is like my favorite thing. And they've all they only did that in the pilot so far. I felt like it happened all the time. Well, we did get. Rat Trap riding Optimus last episode as well. But it wasn't as good, man. No. It wasn't as good. <laughs> it wasn't monkey on rhino on rat, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Monkey on rhino on rat? So Rat Trap had Rhinox on his back? <laughs> With Cheater watch, watching. <laughs> Cheater's like, oh god. What have I got myself into? <laughs> Dinobot doesn't know what to do with this all. He's like, is this what you Maxwells normally do? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he doesn't he doesn't know anything. Well, when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> so with with this scene, I found it kind of funny because we had sort of alluded to before, um with Cheetor when he showed up and he was really excited and he was still in beast form, he was sort of out of breath and he couldn't you know, he had to transform in order to sort of catch his breath. And here we have Rhinox sort of breathing heavily as he's running. Yeah. So kind of lends further credence, I guess, to the idea that when they're in their beast forms, it maybe triggers like these responses because they're actually in that form. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely some organic aspect to it. Yeah. And then there's just that one, one robot that's like, I'm going to turn off all these subroutines that tell me to do that, and then I won't <laughs> be there. And then you find out that somehow it just makes something really worse, and he just almost kills himself. 
sort of blue screens. They had that back yeah. in '96. <laughs> blue screens, yes. Yeah. But then somebody else just like smashes all the buttons on the keyboard, and then he comes back and he's fine. Yeah. Well, there's I mean there's there's something in a later episode Safe that mode. that details what happens if you go to beast. So maybe if you go to robot, it's not good either. Yeah. Well, that's certainly possible. So with the the Maximals running, uh, Cheetor voices his concerns about leaving Optimus behind. Uh, Rat Trap sort of pipes up that especially leaving him behind with Dinobot, to which Rhinox is like, well, Dinobot's weapons were damaged and he needs to repair as well. So this is the only option that we had. So they're running. And Rhinox also mentions as well that time's sort of of the essence because if the pod's been cracked in the crash, then the protoform robot inside is exposed to the planet's energon fields. Which is funny because then we cut to a scene showing the pod and we get a little glimpse of the the sort of like the door or the latch, I guess, for the pod lifting up. And we see this robotic arm coming up, but then it immediately starts to short out. And then the door slams shut, and that's when we would have cut the commercial. So, obviously it was damaged somewhat since, you know, we're seeing him feeling the effects of the Energon fields and able mm-hmm. to open up that door. So. so, So this is the first stasis pod that we've seen that crashes from orbit to... You think these stasis pods were designed to be able to enter from enter the atmosphere from orbit? I think at some point it's alluded to that some of them are actually able to land properly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was alluded to with Black Arachnia when she landed or if it was a different pod, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I seem to recall at one point they they do mention that a pod actually lands and it had like you know jets that were able to allow it yeah. to control its its descent. I think they they convert one of them into like a small craft, yeah, or something as well. Like they are like parts from it. So I guess maybe like it they are something that can go from from uh, outer space to to the atmosphere and back, I guess, for certain reasons. Like, maybe the idea was the ship was going to be uh, in orbit around whatever planet they were surveying, and they would send the stasis people down and back right. that way. Yeah. Or or maybe even, um, maybe even, like, the idea was, because there's a decent number of the stuff, maybe they were just going to, like, fly by a planet and shoot off a couple and then fly by the next planet and shoot off a couple kind of and shuttle between the, all, the various surveyed planets I mean yeah 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 oh yeah, that yeah. could certainly be possible yeah because yeah, that that would kind of explain why there's all these blank slate protoforms uh, that may or may not have sparks uh go, sort of in, in versus the the minimal the minimal crew <laughs> minimal as opposed to maximal <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the mini cons that show up later. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so coming back from the what would have been the commercial break, 
uh, we get Waspinator and Pterosaur and their beast forms. They're trucking along. Uh, Pterosaur. Is that, uh, is that the second moon they're flying past? I want to say yes. Because it's very picturesque either way. Yeah. So either I can't don't remember get, if it's. Don't we get like a, a snowy scene first? Like, oh yes, we do. That's right. And it's weird because it only lasts for like two shots, and then the, like it's Maximus running in snow, Pterosaur's fly. I mean, um, Predacon's flying in snow, and then the next shot is Maximus running with no snow. Yeah. Really they short. Well, they're going. You know, they're traveling 100, 100 kilometers. So, yeah, I mean, you know, could be all kind, all sorts of. All sorts of weather within a hundred kilometers. That's pretty far. Yeah, that's I mean, true. like, what what was the point of the shot other than yeah. show off snow effects? They show how, like, hey, how look at awesome this. computers were. Yeah, look at yeah. what we can do. You didn't see this in reboot, now did you? We can do we can do something besides the we can do something besides the desolate desert <laughs> generic uh, tan landscape. Now we can have a you see desolate. Tan- Generic white landscape. Ah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, after they get through the snow, uh, Pterosaur notices the the uh, Maximals on the ground and makes a oh we have competitors for the stasis pod. Waspinator, Waspinator, not think so. And then, rather than them started doing their roll call and then saying terrorize terror just says let's terrorize and then they transform and goes, go after them i love when terror goes full pterodactyl on this like squawks like <laughs> <laughs> yeah terrorize! like that it's amazing <laughs> 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 that actually sounded pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like my pterodactyl sounds <laughs> i'm not even joking i let me make pterodactyl noises at home to bother my moms. <laughs> <laughs> so the and then they do this is this is where they do the smartest thing that the Predacons have done before or since. Yes. Rather than rather than just saying we're going to shoot Coming at the here. we're going to shoot at the Maximals, we're going to they just shoot the bridge. They blow up the bridge and then they keep going. They don't even and, blow yeah, it up. Yes. They fly through it. Yeah, they crash right through the bridge. Yeah, for being the right. two dunderheads of the of the Predacon team. They, yeah, like, that was a really smart, pretty smart. Yeah. Well, even a stop clock. Two, two of the right, dunderheads. Right yeah. <laughs> I love Rhinox's reaction after Rhinox it happens, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was some cold slugs. <laughs> <laughs> And we actually see the communicators work. So for, is that no, the same? Oops, sorry, go ahead, Kendall. So is that is that the same bridge that they that uh, Optimus and Rhinox fought on, or is that supposed to be farther farther away? Since no, it's that's, that's different. completely different. Oh yeah, it's a completely different bridge. Yeah. Okay, you think you think they're closer to the hundred kilometers? You don't think it's just a snowy day? Nah. No, because like the landscape was way different. There was like um, mountains that like the Predacons were hanging out on. This is a completely flat, besides that like one canyon. Mm. Yeah, it's a little okay. hilly. But... Yeah, um, and I was okay. gonna say, yeah, I, was... I love I, again. I, I love Greg's like um, like Eeyore. Um, 
my Eeyore Rhinox. Because it totally is what he sounds like. It's amazing. And, and like I, I know Jules already did Eeyore as the Green Ranger, but Jules, if you're listening, please draw Rhinox as as Eeyore. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah, that that just to me I love it when I love it when people are not dumb in the show. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, not that they're dumb, but like when there's actually something that they do that oh, that tactically makes sense. Yeah. And it really does in this in this instance because now they're going to have to go the long way around. So like there's no cheetor jumping over the chasm or anything like that. It Rat Trap resigns himself that, yeah, they're going to beat us. So he radi- radios back. So obviously Rhinox has been working on the communication more because, you know, they're a pretty fair distance, I would surmise. More, from than, the base. more than 100 meters. Oh, definitely, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be, to be honest, they, like, they do a smart thing here where it's like, oh, we have to go around the long way. But then distance doesn't matter at all when later Megatron comes like to the pod almost immediately after leaving the maximal base. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, okay, I'm sorry. Our T-Rexes, do they just run like way faster than everything else? Because he gets there. Like, like, like I said, he, he, he leaves the maximal base way after these guys do. And he gets there like almost at the exact same time that yeah. these guys get there. Yeah. You can't, you can't really pay too much attention to time that it takes <laughs> to travel in this episode. Cause also like Pterosaur and Waspinator fly back to the, to the, um, to the Predacon base and Waspinator gets completely healed and there's no, there's no accounting for that time at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, true. Cause well, Waspinator that is, is, is pretty much as damaged as Optimus. It could be explained as a time skip, but he, it's not that, not, I mean, if, but there can't be that much of a time skip because Optimus still has to get healed. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that, that's sort of like, I, I feel like, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it, that it's totally that, that if that was in a vacuum, the only thing then, yeah. Well, I mean, but, I, yeah, I, I mean, the also, discrepancy yeah, there is less take- the time and, and it's more like, why is Waspinator take less time to heal when, when he was damaged? Right. Arguably more than Optimus, but whatever. Do you think? Right, that but they're also they have healing... to they have to go twenty kilometers south to get to the <laughs> base. Yeah. Do you, Do you have to wonder maybe if the Predacons, uh, like healing pools, maybe work faster than what their the maximal CR chamber does? Oh, because they're in pain. Hmm. The Predacons don't, aren't the when they do the they don't. when we saw the Predacons get healed weren't they like screaming in agony when they were getting healed? Yeah, they were. As they opposed don't care to for sleeping. comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be that could be or Waspinator's really good at getting healed. That's why he it could be it because he's so used to like getting blown up. He's just <laughs> he's Wolverine back together. Or um, I mean, because like you could. It's, I guess it's arguable who got damaged more because Waspinator got crushed, but none of his like outer structure looked like cracked or anything. While Optimus straight up had like an open gaping wound in his chest. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of hard to really tell there. Yeah, especially especially with the variable effectiveness of their guns. Yeah, 
because sometimes yes. sometimes the guns do lots of damage and sometimes they do no damage. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, pterosaur like sh- his blaster like shattered a giant boulder into like tiny little pieces, but it's not that strong when it shoots <laughs> another guy. Like I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and like and like never you know never ever shoot Megatron because he'll just shrug it off pretty much unless you're unless you have a crazy souped up energon powered big gun mm-hmm. or your tigertron yeah <laughs> oh yeah or your tigertron mm-hmm. yeah so i i have some stuff to say about that too which we can get to we're later. getting yeah. ahead yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we we get um rod trap radios into the base and we get a uh, a little bit of a play between dinobot and rat trap here when he answers the radio call and he's like speak vermin <laughs> like I said, he's still addicted to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so they they have a bit of a back and forth where Rat Trap explains that the Predacons strapped the bridge, no way to cross, so they have to take the scenic route. And he's like, "There's not a snowball's chance of beating them now." It, to which Dinobot's like, "No excuses, you pathetic rodent. Keep moving." <laughs> and Rat Trap. He gets cut off, but you can hear him say, you can just kick my pink hairless, and then it cuts off. <laughs> Command module. <laughs> yes. Or exhaust port, depending. <laughs> exhaust port, yeah. <laughs> so, Dinobot sort of abruptly ends the call with Rattrap, and he sort of sits there thinking for a minute, and then... It's all seems- ponderous raptor. Yeah. I know, like, that scene makes me think of that... Uh, Velociraptor, Velociraptor, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. like, was it around then? Like, did they do that on purpose? I don't think it was. No, I don't think memes existed in 1995. Yes, well, I mean, memes existed, but not internet memes as we know them. Yeah, no, I think I thought Rick Rolling was still a thing around, like late late 90s, like really late 90s. Really? I think. I don't think the start of YouTube. I could see it at the start of YouTube. Right, but yeah, this is way before 2005. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh. Because it, it was my, it was the, because in my junior year of high school, I made it, I was talking about this the other day with my family. I made a Star Wars fan film my junior year of high school and there was no place to post it. And that was 2005. Huh. And, oh. and I mean, like, like I said, like this came out when I was in elementary school. And then when I was in elementary school, we used Netscape. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, Netscape Navigator, like no, there wasn't. Yeah, no. The first, the first video that I ever watched on the internet was, uh, "Oops, I did it again." Britney Spears music video, super pixelated on a fifty-six K modem, but that was in ninety-nine or two thousand. Huh. I think the first video I ever saw was like a Dragon Ball Z thing. No, I, I don't even know what the first video I saw was. Yeah. I just oh, I remember it <laughs> and being like super pixelated. It was yeah. So, getting back to the episode here, um, with Dinobot, he's thinking, and then all of a sudden he has the computer access and activate Optimus Primal's core consciousness, which is a little weird so apparently he was the coolest visual of the whole episode yeah it it, it, it's you see the cr chamber like there's a blue light that goes on and then it's it generates like a holographic image on the table of optimus's face 
beast mode. Yeah. Specify. And it looks like he sort of wakes up and he's like, oh, let me guess. Problems already. And he sounds super chill this whole time. Yeah, he does. like he's in a well, dreamlike state. He's on morphine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maximal equivalent dude, of morphine. Dude. And that's why it's Dino, Dinobot, when did you get blue? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's so cool, man. He does end up deciding that the best uh, idea mm. is to bounce a laser off the moon. That's <laughs> something that somebody who's on something would, would, uh, would decide is a good idea. Yeah, it's funny because um, Dinobot informs him that the the rest of the Maxwells aren't going to be able to reach to the pod in time. And so he's like, well, what about radio? And Dinobot says, the radio is not going to work. It's too far. And he's like, well, what about laser transmission? He's like, well, we don't have line of sight. And Optimus is like, well, is there anything we can bounce it off of, like a mountain or clouds? You wouldn't think that a laser would bounce off of clouds. But <laughs> so... Dinobot seems to get something in yeah, his head. Yeah, he's high. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. He's high. So he's trying to think of anything at this point. Um, and and, and uh, I just want to point out, Beast Wars is the only show where you will get to see a Velociraptor talk to a floating gorilla, Blue Head. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. That, that should be the episode uh, screenshot. Blue Gorilla Head. I used the words <laughs> in weird order there. Yeah, that and, and that, yeah, that. I I just I think that that the way that Optimus looks in that is so cool and like when it does the what do you call it when it's the lines like when it's loading and it's like the, oh yeah yeah it does the Windows startup sound does no, that wasn't I what I was that. going that wasn't what I was well referring. no no I but you know you, he was talking right? about the wireframe yeah the wi- yeah oh that. yeah 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 but when he boots like boots him up like boots it up in there there's literally a startup sound. I'm gonna have to go back and check that out later. Then, <laughs> like, it's not a, not the exact like Windows thing, but it definitely was reminiscent of it, and it was kind of fun to me. Now, but is it is it was it like a modern Windows sound or or like a Windows ninety five sound? Because the Windows ninety five and the Windows three point one sounds were much less like, oh, they were like it was like dot dot or something. I don't remember. It, it was like a fanfare kind of. Uh, startup sound. Oh, okay. It was like, duh. And then it showed the wireframe. So probably what that means is that, like, Windows XP stole the idea from Beast Wars. Because <laughs> I, don't think, cause I don't think that the win. Yeah, like I said, like the Windows 95 or the Windows 3.1 startup sounds were, la- were much less like that. They were, they were more like a more like a well, the three point one one like didn't even use the speakers. It was like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, did that out. My <laughs> yawn, that was really rude. <laughs> so, so anyway, the coolest scene in the in the show. I think that's the coolest scene in the in the episode. And then, what Dinobot goes to adjust the satellite dish on the roof. Right, is the next scene. Yes. Uh, maybe stuff happens. I don't know. Yeah. Next scene is Dinobot uh, adjusting the dish, and from here, no, it's um Megatron outside. Oh wait, yes, yeah, Megatron appears from behind a rock, and he sort of with his really tiny arms signals to Scorponok and Tarantulas <laughs> to go around. 
It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, vestigial Earth. arms. Like, he's like, fan out. Like, he's doing that kind of emotion, <laughs> but with tiny T-Rex limbs. And it's yeah. super <laughs> hilarious looking. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it. It's so funny. T- T-Rex arm. I got to say, T-Rex arms are dumb. Like, they're the best. Like, so, like, so much comedy comes from T-Rex arms. Like, the... Like the whole like I don't know if you guys have seen that meme, but it's like whenever you feel sad, just try to imagine a T Rex trying to make a bed, or like the more like <laughs> dirty one where it's like whenever you feel sad, just try to imagine a T Rex masturbating or trying to masturbate. <laughs> have, you, have you seen any of the the Tumblr artist representations of T Rex birds as just giant fat birds? It's abs- it's like absolutely hilarious because like they just have these like little folded wings and just like. It's like a giant fat sparrow, and it's hilarious looking. Oh, that almost sounds so sad. And then there's yeah, that T Rex, and T Rexes are monsters. Is that why they, eat, they eat the lawyers in the bathrooms? <laughs> yeah, dinosaur laser fight. The whole the whole cause of a laser fight is that Tyrannosaurus then got pissed because his tiny wrist caused his I five to miss, and he was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> all right i've got a i've managed to do a screen capture for the episode of dinobot and optimus while we've been talking cool screen capture for the episode so you hear that I'm, we do our post-production during production yes <laughs> it's one way to do it yep so so we we get Megatron coming out into the scene as Dinobots working on like some sort of a, a satellite dish, from what we can see. And he's like, "Ah, Dinobot left alone with the base," and he s- starts trying to uh, convince Dinobot, I guess you could say, saying, "You were a Predacon once. Turn over the base to me." The Beast Wars will be over and you will be my second command as we rule the galaxy. All the while gesticulating with his vestibular <laughs> As father and son, maybe? <laughs> Almost. Yes. Very similar. And at the very yeah. end, he, he says, what do you say? And we get a pretty cool scene where Dinobot, because he's already transformed at this point, uh, Dinobot sort of looks down, then back up, and then responds with, Eat slag. He chuckles a bit too. <laughs> yeah. And then he zaps him with his laser eyes. Which has Kendall alluded to do very little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they straight up like, yeah, they he like doesn't even flinch. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys think if uh if Dinobot had had switched back at this point that uh Megatron would have been good on his word? Oh god, no. First opportunity, he would have had him shot yeah. again with a missile. Yeah, no, no, he would have. So, I kind of agree. Like that, that, that definitely would be a viable thing. Except that in the previous episode, his one of his uh, one of the other dinosaur-shaped robots shot him to pieces, and yeah, is still on the team. That's true. Mm. So, and and you know, he, he I didn't. Think I, he didn't go maximal though. He 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 he, yeah. he betrayed him as a predicon. He stayed a predicon. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and, so he, like, specific, and he specifically attacked Megatron just to sort assert dominance. Here, he's uh, Dinobot, Dinobots actively trying to work against everything they're doing. So, what you're saying is that it was that it was like that's morally accept. It's like a moral thing, like uh, like Dinobot has become a heretic, whereas. Um, Whereas, like, uh, uh, Pterosaur was like, he did what Predacons do. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. That, uh, I mean, you know, he sort of followed the, followed the, the, yeah, okay. That, you no, know, that totally makes sense. Um, you know, uh, if it's, you know, since it's like a racism thing. <laughs> <laughs> and racism makes sense. <laughs> so. After uh, Megatron gets zapped, uh, he immediately orders Scorponok and Tarantulas, who have sort of snuck in and flanked Dinobot. Uh, he orders them to, to vaporize him, as he says. And they both shoot him in the back, and he goes flying off the Axelon to the ground. And so Megatron's like, finish him. And just as they shoot, he manages to roll out of the way back onto the elevator lift and activates the defenses for the ship. And the auto we, guns. Yeah, the auto guns. And it's a pretty cool scene because you get this sort of Yeah. Tarantulas and Scorpionok are on the on the roof of the ship. You oh, see this compartment open up slowly. I mean episode. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a good episode. Because this is because there are there have been three moments in this episode that I thought were, you know, excellent. Yeah. It's such a this good scene so too. Good. Like they're it's they're so just looking, they're just looking at where Dinobot was and then you hear the this sound of a like a door opening and right behind them you can see <laughs> like the cover opening and then it just goes from a pan to the guns in the in the thing just trained on them as they stare at stare them down. Yeah. And then, and then Tarantulas takes a little sidestep and it's blasted. Yeah. It was hilarious. Like, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> kind of just staring at it at first. And he's like, like there's, um, <laughs> testing the waters. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this tense moment where like, dude, or should we move? I, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's both brief and extend. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a really good. It's like, it's long enough that it's like they're kind of awkwardly looking at it, but it doesn't take forever from the move either. It's it's a really good like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so, we get uh, so, Scorponok starts nervously clacking. Yeah. So yeah, what, is what she, like, percentage yeah. of the what percentage of the of the in between episode time do you think each uh, each of the um, the factions are just putting more guns on their bases because. In the there was the one episode when like somebody found Scorponok found a gun, and and he took it back to the Predacon base. Oh, the Mega Cannon. Yeah, and then and then there was the other episode where Megatron was like, "Look, this is gun. This is gu- a gun that will shoot at Maximals." And then this one, there's also like defenses on the on the Maximal base that we haven't seen before. Mm. So how mu- how much time do you think they're they're just like hanging around, being like, "Hmm, how can we?" I bet you, I bet we you take it's, this. it's actually scheduled for every day downtime. It's like, how can we improve our defenses or add more guns? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can sense. see that. And I think I think it's kind of interesting to note that the auto guns on the maximal ships 
are seem to be designed to shoot anything that moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as opposed to like the uh, like you mentioned in that previous episode where they made the gun track and destroy maximal signals. Uh, these these things are just shooting at anything that moves and and like later on like when we get to it like you know Prime t- you know goes flying to the to reinforce people he actually has to tell the auto guns to stand down for a moment which I guess implies that since he's going to be moving past them he's going to get shot out if he You're doesn't right I, I was gonna say that I think that they just like they're maximal guns so they give him a chance to like surrender as long as they don't move. <laughs> but no, it's it's, and it, it still focuses on Predacons. But you're right; like you told, they're just motion sensitive in general. Yeah. And so I like so I like this. Pl- so in other words, what happens later in the episode? You know, what if uh, what if Tigertron's little lady friend had uh, come to visit him, and the defenses were up? Oh. You <laughs> assume it's a lady friend. We have no idea. But um, I was going to say um. I, I this this scene here where like where Scorpionock is trying so hard to stay still and he just can like I think that explains yeah. his like his clacking that he does he's just he's just like a he can't stay still that's just his thing right like he just he is always having to move and this is the hardest thing in the world for him <laughs> yeah because yeah, they both get blasted off and they get shot pretty far off the ship. And then all of the guns, it, it turns out that there's like, what was there, like half a dozen sets of guns? Yeah, there's at least three sets that yeah. it looks like. And they all start yeah, shooting at Megatron. To do. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just start going off on Megatron. He's like, Argh. he's like, retreat back to the pod. I like to think that after Ma- um, Optimus left the base uh, later, Right, right after the thirty seconds kicked in, like a bird's flying by. And just gets <laughs> <rise>. <laughs> yep. yep. Or maybe, maybe another. No, nah, that wouldn't make any sense. I was gonna say maybe it only works on like inorganic material, but then they then they could just sneak up a beast mode and, and it would. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's everything. Well, may, maybe it can tell the difference between an animal and a and a robot. That's animal. possible. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. That that could. I'll, also, when I was saying earlier, I meant Tigertron's lady friend, like that he meets later, because obviously the other oh. tiger in this episode has to be male because it's the same. Because it's the same. Like the way that I read the situation, every time they, I mean, it's always the same character model when they when it shows the when it shows the thing that was scanned that they turned into their their beast mode. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same character model, you know. So it's the same thing. So, especially if uh, Air Razor is a female and Black Arachne is going to be female, and you know, so there are. So it was a late. It would those were ladies. That was a lady spider and a lady bird. Um, you know, I I think I don't know because uh, assumedly I don't, I don't think so. Just because have, like there's. Well, how does it explain RC? What's that? And like, RC is a is a transformer. That's a car. That's like a girl. And later on, a motorbike. Another series. And there's other female. There's lots of female transformers. Well, well, yeah, but they're not. They're, but they're not they're, scanning the. 
they're scanning they're, cars, they're, and cars don't have gender. Something so. that has a gender. <laughs> so, but, but you're saying that protoforms are genderless, and the only reason they have a gender is because they scan the robot that has the gender. And I'm saying that doesn't explain when they like why. Like, yeah, like, why would it be when yeah. they scan a car? Like, are, are there girl cars? Well, I, mean, like, have, <laughs> I mean, like... I guess they don't necessarily have to have a gender. It could be non-binary. But uh, but you're thinking that the spark has a gender inherently? No, I I, I just... I don't know. Has I'm just a, saying that, that what you're that, saying doesn't doesn't explain, like... It doesn't, it doesn't uh, work for outside of Beast Wars? Well, I don't care. I only like Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys need to turn your attention to the comic that Jordan just linked. <laughs> oh my god. What is it's, this? It was by the same person that did the uh, Chain of Command comic I posted on the Facebook group, by the way. Does he do one for like every episode? No, he, he but he's done like a couple of them. And he's done more than just Beast Wars. Like there's, there's a couple for uh, Generation 1 Transformers too. Okay. Oh my god, that tiger is winking like, hey, big boy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and Tiger John's is like, yeah. <laughs> so the li- so, so to to describe to the listener what was just linked, it is Bob's it is the it is a an upcoming scene where uh, Tiger Tron. Uh, is talking to uh, uh, the uh, Optimus and Optimus is like, good to have another Maximal and Tigertron's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to because identity circuits and stuff and the the other tiger like winks at him like they're going to do the bounce chicka wow wow. She's not just winking, she's also presenting herself and wagging her tail. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, but you may count on my loyalty (laughs) and he's got like this weird face. He's got fuck me eyes. <laughs> and Optimus is just like, uh... Yeah, maybe fuck you eyes. <laughs> Completely weirded out. We'll have to... We'll we'll make sure that we link that on the Facebook group. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So, from here, uh, picking up the scene, Dinobot is back in the ship, and he looks pretty damaged. And you can hear it in his voice too. He's like, "It's in position." So we get big, floaty blue Optimus head uh, instructing the computer to uh, broadcast instructions, and we see this laser beam shoot out from the satellite dish, literally bounces off the moon and beams into the pod. So Dinobot was pretty precise with his uh, his placement there. Mm-hmm. How he was good at geography. He's good at geometry. Yeah, that would explain too why he was able to knock over the boulder and take out uh, Waspinator. Oh yeah, maybe That's they're good. all maybe they're all like really good at because ge- they are actually in spite of the fact that they can't hit each other very well, they are like really good at shooting rocks. Yeah, like all the all the because like uh uh. When uh, Pterosaur and uh, and Waspinator shoot the bridge, and they they like shoot exactly at points in a bridge, and th- to weaken it just enough that they can push it, and then it'll completely collapse. It's like they're rope. It's like the it's like they're robots or something. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So, 
we we get a scene now. It cuts to to Cheetor, Rhinox, and Rattrap again, and they see this laser beam shooting off the moon. And Cheetor's like, "Wow, what the short and circuits is going on?" <laughs> and so I'm forgetting is it Rattrap or Rhinox? Is like whatever it is. It's too little, too late. Cheetor. Oh, that is Cheetor. Oh, so it must have been Rattrap who was like, "What in the short and circuits is going yep. on?" And sure, so, zooms in on the bad guys, and yeah, and, and then tig- and then these tigers act like wolves and start like howling at the moon. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. And there and, are two tigers now. Yeah, and I want to I want to point something out here that like bothered me, and like Yogur does this too, actually, where it's like white tigers are Arctic animals. No, they aren't. No, they're they're in <laughs> India and Asia, and like they're like. They're just they're just they're just a mutated like gene of like regular tigers. Mm-hmm. It's it's like people who are like it's just it's just a mutation like I don't know like like heterochromia or whatever, and like then like they're not supposed to be in the Arctic, but this this treats them like they're Arctic animals. And like in Zioger, where it's like oh the white tiger ranger is like the champion of the Arctic. It's like no stop it. <laughs> 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 well, maybe maybe that he maybe the White Tiger Ranger is calling back to her prehistoric ancestors of the Oh yeah, Earth of two moons. prehistoric <laughs> White Tiger. Yeah. Oh, oh, we've managed to link it. Power Ranger <laughs> or Tokusatsu and Beast Wars are linked forever now. <laughs> They're calling on calling on the ancestors from from Earth of Two Moons. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's it it is just really like I mean, we always say Earth with two moons. I mean, it is it is just really like the the idea that this is the Earth is just like I mean, there are two moons like real like really in this episode. Like, it's not just like it was just in the pilot or whatever. In this episode, when he bounces it off, he bounces it off of the big moon, and there's a little moon like right behind it. And he even like if one of those was just like an optical illusion or a weird cloud thing, it would be the moon that he bounces it off. Like he bounces off the the moon that is like is just like a crescent. Like it's it's very it's very clear that this is not. I don't know if they address it in this series. I don't know, but like there has to be some kind of reason. Like maybe there, maybe there was two moons at earth in one time and it blew up and we I mean, just didn't know about it. I don't know. Like, yeah. And, and, um, and I, my explanation here to cut tied into Joker is that, um, this is before earth got split into, um, Zhuland and regular earth. And then after it gets split, one moon is in Zhuland and one moon is on regular. Earth. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little, that sounds a little like Nazi propaganda to me. What? <laughs> Having one Earth where all the Jews are, and then everybody else oh is on another god. Earth. Oh I, no! Oh my god! <laughs> I kind of have I have a problem with that myself. It's not. It's not that. It, it means animal people, which is what sounds even worse. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Someone get me out of his racist hole. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> so we uh god where was i now <laughs> tigers howling at the moon yes tigers howling at the moon Arctic and wolves. yeah and we've <laughs> got um waspinator is using his eye beams i think is is it safe to assume this is probably the last time that we see him using his eye beams in the series i have no idea i 
actually, I think it mentioned it on the TF Wiki that, yeah, this is kind of one of the last times. Like, after this, it apparently a lot of the uh, okay had I beams to begin with, and they kind of just phased it out, except for Dinobot. Yeah. So he- one thing I, I love about this is before they get to the pod and they're flying through the sky, Pterosaur is like, "Not if I get there first. And then he like flaps and he's like, <laughs> "His wings harder." He, he, he just barely like he, he <laughs> he's barely nudging ahead of like, it's it's like um if you were like swimming and like one guy starts paddling like half heartedly and starts going like a little bit ahead of the guy next to him, like it's just. It looks so like sad. It's just amazing. I love yeah. it. You look like a guy trying to do the doggy paddle when the other guy yeah. do f- front stroke and <laughs> go right by him. <laughs> Getting ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me let me ju- just jump back just because I, I, I kind of like got halfway through my point and then we kind of got back to on track with the Earth with Two Moons thing. I guess the thing is I'm okay with like if in this universe it is the Earth – and it's the Earth with two moons. It's just that also, like I'm not gonna, like I don't. If if I'm if I'm suspending my disbelief for that, I feel like that is so much so much of a bigger deal than that. You're in Africa, and and there's those two fossils shouldn't be next to each other, or the oh, yeah, continents in the know. picture are in <laughs> in a weird place, or or yeah, even the the tiger being. Uh, I feel that's probably a little bit worse because it's you know because it's a because it's a trope that is just wrong. Yeah. Um, the tiger being a, 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 a the Arctic-y thing, um, but uh, but I also ju- I just kind of feel like it's it's got its own rules that are maybe inconsistent, maybe not. But I mean, this show, it's a planet that's got two moons instead of one moon, and as far as I know. Earth never had two moons. I mean, I'm not an as as astronomist, but but uh, or a, or a geologist or a, what or a time traveler. But I mean, based on like spaceman, we might have to to tweet Neil deGrasse Tyson about this. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring we can He'll bring him on. He, he, I'm sure he could yeah. do like he could talk about like the scientific uh, inaccuracies like he did about gravity or whatever he did. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if there was another, if there was another moon in our past that we just like, I think we would know because because there'd be like moon droppings, like that sounds so weird on the planet, <laughs> right? Like they're just, you'd be like, oh, this is moon rock, and it's here for some reason. This is like that. That is totally going to be a description stink. for the episode. <laughs> moon <laughs> droppings. Right. Well, it there just, would be. I mean, there would be. Yeah, it, it wouldn't yeah. just it wouldn't it wouldn't just go to the asteroid field. That's way too far away. It would yeah. like land on the Earth. But anyways, and or we also be, caught, or there would be a scientific theory that said there used to be two moons, which I you know I went to a I saw a lot of IMAX movies documentaries growing up, and I went to space camp, and nobody ever said anything about there ever being two moons. Yeah. So I think I'm kind of an expert on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll say that also once before we get to the pod, there's a scene of Megatron like booking it. Booking yes. it. <laughs> yeah. He's running for the snow. And then we actually get a scene of uh Optimus. He's at he's putting Dinobot into the CR chamber now. Whereas Dinobot lovely as he refers to it as the maximal torture maximal chamber. Maximal torture chamber. <laughs> 
And uh, so Optimus gets him in there. And as you guys alluded to earlier, Optimus uh, commands the computer to stand down for 30 seconds. And then he flies off in the direction of the pod. Which, I mean, makes sense. Maybe he probably wants to have those. I, I get the sense, too, with the maximal defenses is that they actively have to say, turn on all the defenses all the way. Yeah. You know, they don't just it's not just by default that they're shooting all of the birds that fly by. <laughs> um, although, you know, I mean, rat traps got to eat. <laughs> but uh, Cheetor. but cheaters like loves birds, probably is a cat. Yeah, but we've seen Rat Trap eating. I, I, I mean, Rat Trap would eat it at like the roadkill. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that may be why he has to specifically tell it to stand down because they've got they're like on high alert because the Predacons have attacked their base twice today. Yeah, and there's and there's nobody at the base now that that's conscious. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, once Optimus lifts off. We cut to a scene now uh, with the Predacons at the pod, and we get the other Maximals coming on them. They sort of sneak up behind. They're fully transformed. Um, what do they do? <laughs> I don't want to watch that kind of show, Greg. <laughs> it's a flanking maneuver. Coming on them. <laughs> they come up behind them. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the Maximals allude to that the Predacons are messing with Maximal property, and Ronix is like, we've got a friend in there, and we won't let you turn him into a Predacon. And Pterosaur is like, you won't stop us, Maximals. And then all of a sudden we get Megatron jumping over a snowbank and saying, they surely shall not. So not only did he somehow book it and catch up, but he was able to swing around and and come come up from the... the, Yeah. 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 So Megatron... The thought of a T-Rex leaping in front of you sounds pretty terrifying. Yeah. Mm. He's got longer legs. Yeah, maybe he can run. I mean, I would imagine that he could probably run pretty fast. He can, and maybe Cheetor was slowed down because he had to k- let Rhinox catch up with them. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Oh, oh, this I just I I figured it out. I figured out exactly what happened. He's like bigger and stuff. He jumped the the canyon. Oh, oh. so that's how he got caught up. Yeah, I could see that. Also, he knows of a special warp point it's a secret. <laughs> warp, warp, warp. He, he bought he bought Game Informer and found out about it. <laughs> he found a no. He, he well, he probably found a uh, on the communications console a, uh, a a a vein of energon, and he was able to transport halfway there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> living on a prayer. <laughs> But so, no, I think I think what makes the most sense is that because I mean I, I feel like they could have jumped that like it wasn't that that wide of a of a of a canyon. It's just they they couldn't all jump it. Like probably yeah. like Cheetor might have been able to do it on his own, but not not Rhinox and certainly not uh, 
Not Rat Trap. Uh, Rat Trap. Yeah. I mean, they want to split the party because it's yeah, exactly. Exa- yeah. Not any more than they already did. Yeah, but in this case, Megatron just books it on his own, mm-hmm. so he can, he can do whatever he wants. Well, we we remember he's a solo monster. Right. Right. Exactly. He gets two action points. <laughs> <laughs> so Megatron transforms, um, and he declares that the stasis pod is theirs because he knows their weakness. And he then shoots uh, sort of like a snowy platform that the two tigers are on and causes them to fall into like this little gap. And he's got his laser head pointing right at them. And Ratchet's like, or no, Rhinox is like, let them go. They're not part of this. And he's like, that's right. Just innocent creatures. This is probably the most evil thing the Predacons have done. I know, like, Kendall likes to point out, like, they haven't done anything really evil yet. But, like, this is kind of the, an example of if it's not just, you know, maximal propaganda. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if yeah. that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't there. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, probably... Megatron knew that that was that that was Tigertron, and he oh, and he, okay. if anything, he he was just he he was aware of of the of them, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it, I think that's what it is. Or There's maybe still one innocent tiger, even if you like. Count yeah, that. but he wasn't pointing at the innocent tiger. He was pointing at the. He was bluffing. <laughs> he didn't actually. Sure, sure, Kendall. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep better at night, you dirty pred. <laughs> jeez jeez first you want to first first you're first you're, you're calling first you're 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 wanting to put all the yeah. jews on another planet calling them animal people god damn it and now you're, <laughs> and now you're using slurs against me <laughs> for those not aware uh <laughs> so that we don't have a bunch of people hitting the unsubscribe button We're referring to the animal people from a later power rangers series <laughs> i said i said shoe ogre i said yeah. we're, yeah. we're, we're just know, pointing it, it out sounds, the just sounds like a j if yeah, you're not yeah. uh, uh, uh like speak the language it's just like uh Zhu ranger like yeah exactly the, yeah, the, it's the same, that, it's uh, same sound. that the original mighty orphan was was based <laughs> off of but it's spelled Z-Y-U. But anyway, we're talking about Beast Wars. So, yes. So, Rattrop uh, resignedly uh, says, You win, you depraved, what a stinking slag. And Megatron's like, Cultivated as always, even in defeat. And he's like, Now witness my moment of triumph. Now, I thought he was sort of channeling the Emperor a bit there with that oh. one. Real quick, one thing I want to point out is Cheetor is not using his stomach gun right now. He's using the other gun the toy came with, the tail gun. I think that's kind of I did. I completely forgot that was a thing. That's until right. I saw yeah. This episode. Yeah, because this gun looked a bit different. He does have two guns in the toys. He's got the tail gun. I, I have a I have a theory as to why, but I'll I'll tell I'll tell it to you when I when when we have the thing in a second. Okay. okay. So, um, Megatron approaches the pod and gets Waspinator to open it with his eye beams as they open apparently up apparently they can't look through the glass canopy yeah so <laughs> the pod opens up 
and Pterosaur sort of gives this surprised look, and Megatron's like, what? He's like, it's empty. Where so did Tigertron reseal it after he got out of it then? I, well, I mean, like, why do we have to break into it? If, um, yeah. He closed, I mean, he closed the door well, behind him, and it probably locked. Also, <laughs> if you think about a, it, they didn't actually try to open it right right away. They just immediately went to trying to break it open. Right, it's right. Like, there it's was like, that it's, big red button. <laughs> it's like in a D&D game where, like, the rogue's like, I'm going to use my lockpick on the door. And then, like, you go to use your lockpick, and it's not locked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even ask if it was locked, guy. <laughs> so I push, the door doesn't open. Yeah. And then you do all the, I pull, the door opens. <laughs> so we we get Megatron asking, where is the maximal? And then we hear this sort of I almost want to say like a meek voice. But it's like right here. And then it shows one of the tigers. And we get Tigertron maximizing for the first time. And he has a guts cannon. Yes, he has Cheetor's stomach gun. Because yep. he's a recolor of Cheetor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he uses the gun much better than what Cheetor does because he can actually shoot Megatron, hit him, and knock him over. Knock him over. Yes, when, when Tigertron shoots Megatron at point blank range as a surprise attack, Megatron falls down instead of just shrugging it off. So yeah. I think, that, gonna, I think that's an interesting thing. It doesn't make any sense, but he is in robot form. Maybe his T-Rex forms more resilient, which makes no sense. <laughs> but in, um, was he in the first episode when, was when Cheetor, when yeah, Cheetor, he, hit, he, he was in like T-Rex form? Yeah. And then yeah. when Dinobot okay. shot him earlier, he was in T-Rex form. Yeah. Okay. So that actually, that actually does make more sense to me then that he could be, more because the beast modes tend to be more defensive. Mm-hmm. Well, so, that, that goes against my theory of Cheetor transforming right before getting hit by the explosion. Because so yeah. I don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it depends on the different animal that you are. Right. Maybe. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, robots are probably you know well-rounded, good at everything, but cheetahs are run fast. You know get don't they're uh, yeah they run fast they're the they're moving around they're they're high dexterity whereas you know a, a t-rex might be more of a tank yeah and don't forget the cheetahs are precognitive too it's true we already yes. established this i mean i mean it's such an obvious thing i didn't think it was worth mentioning <laughs> <laughs> but yeah tigertron the fact that so, so I, I'm kind of I'm gonna go a little meta here because first of all, I, when I was a kid, I thought Tigertron was as cool as the Green Ranger. Like, you know, oh yeah, that was I mean, like he was definitely like the coolest thing. I actually really didn't like that he was like I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the will in the woods. Um, I wish that he'd have just come on so there'd be more you know more different characters on every episode. Yeah. But. Um, but like he is just really, really just a recoloring of Cheetor, and it's like, yeah. were there, were there, were they really already out of toy designs when they chose to include him in the show? I, no, but I, I think Tigertron was part of the first wave, though. Like for some reason, they they literally did use uh, Cheetor and his recolor like right out the bat. So like, maybe. And I'm not saying I mean yeah yeah I mean if they were both in the I'm not saying they weren't they wouldn't have both been come out earlier but like like say 
why didn't they use polar claw instead of tiger? Yeah, because yeah, he's an actual animal. Arctic animal. Yeah, and it would have made sense. <laughs> and it's I, a I different. Think, I mean, polar claw I, doesn't look. The figure doesn't look anything like any of the other ones. No. So they were trying just, to appeal to to me specifically, who loves cats. I, I mean, we need more cats in the show. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about animating, but like, like is is the is the the animation model similar enough to probably use the same skeleton? Yeah, yeah. yeah if it's got the same skeleton, it wouldn't be that hard to to apply a different skin over it for moving mm-hmm. purposes. I mean that that may I mean that's probably as good a reason. Even as the Tigertron model, like the robot model, is only slightly different. It's yeah, gray yeah. and white, uh, and like his face looks a little different. But other he than has that, the the same shoulder pad looking things and yeah. everything. I mean, I mean that that could very well be. I you know I don't know anything about animation, but I do know that there are like with computer animation you have character models. So maybe I mean you know if it's as, if this is an extra, they didn't have the budget. Yeah, to, so yeah, Tigerthon like, definitely is the sixth ranger of this series. Like he, yeah, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. I mean, he's really cool. And I just, I, you know, I wished. I remember growing up. I wish that they used him more. But me too, because he was one of my favorite guys. Like I said, I like cats a lot. So I was like, Cheetor and Tigertron are my boys, and I didn't show up as much. In the same, like in the same token, though, the times that we do get him from here on in, it's pretty cool like he has those moments it's a treat yeah like so. you think you think that uh the fact that they use him sparingly might be part of the reason why everybody likes him yes yeah as opposed to as opposed to the green ranger who um everybody liked him because he had that cool shield and he had that cool zord like he, him, you know, as a as a depth of character and and use, it, he wasn't. I don't feel like he was necessarily well, I, great. I, I think he was very much the same though, too, where he was used sparingly because, like, he didn't. He, I mean, they they had really shitty reasons in the show. Like, Tommy got kidnapped by Buddy right. again. But, well, like, yeah. he would always be the, the he would always show up when the Rangers most needed him. Mm-hmm. And like, but I think, but I think he. I mean. He, they used him sparingly because of the way that the Japanese footage was. Yeah, and and no, I mean and, I'm not I'm not debating yeah. the reason they did it. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's very thematically similar. I guess what I'm saying that where the difference is, and and you know, not having watched the rest, I don't know if this is actually true. I mean, people liked the green. The Green Ranger was massively popular, I think, because he had a because he had his own cool Zord, and because he had that the the gold shield. And maybe to some degree, the like he can't. He's the guy that comes to the rescue. He's the guy that's more powerful than the rest. Yeah. But I don't. Th- I unlike Tigertron. Like Tigertron, maybe if he only shows up on special occasions, you get excited to see him. Whereas Green Ranger, it was more like, well, this is this is dumb. This is an episode that doesn't have the Green Ranger in it. You know, which I kind of there were probably times when I was a kid that I felt that way. You know, where you where you watch an episode. After Tommy has inter- has been introduced, but he's completely not in the episode at all. Um, I think it also gets people to watch the show because they're like, "Oh man, maybe Tyrantron will show up in this episode." Right, right. I remember yeah, I had uh, a lot. I, of like, it's uh, 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 X Files. I hope the smoking man's in this one. <laughs> I had a lot, of a lot of shows as a kid. I remember like I watched Animaniacs, and my favorite uh, 
characters in the show was um that cat and dog that like were yeah. buddies. Yeah, and, like, uh, I always Rita and remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember their names. I remember, I remember, I remember the cat's name was Rita, but that's only because Rita is a very prominent name in my head for reasons. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember watching it like every time it was on, just hoping that 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 would be a one of the stories would be a Rita and Ronda. My my favorite Animaniacs bit was was Pinky and the Brain. Uh, I I felt like Brain was like a very relatable character to me. So, but like again, I really like cats and dogs. So I'm like, <laughs> yay, cute dog and cat being cute. <laughs> my so anyway. favorite bit in, in Animaniacs was with Slappy Squirrel when they did the Who's on First remake. Oh God, I remember that. No, one. I mean, there's definitely funnier skits that are in Animaniacs that I might appreciate more now. But as a kid, right. that was. Right. Yeah. Cat. Anyway, back to Beast Wars. We're talking about Beast Wars. Yeah, well, almost done. It's true. I so, like how, like, they, they, you're probably gonna get into it in a second here. But when they start getting like wailed on by the Maximals, Pterosaurs <laughs> just in the fetal position. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too because like uh, Rat Trap and Cheetor were like, "Oh, here we go," and then everybody starts laying out fire. And we got Optimus flying in. He shoots off two missiles, which create two big craters right beside Megatron. <laughs> one on either side. That was, that's course, his warning shot. Yeah. So Megatron orders the retreat. As they're retreating and going over a snowbank, we see this sort of missile launcher pop out of Tigatron's wrist. And he, he uses his alt. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots it off. It goes over the, the bank. And then we see the explosion. And then we hear, oh, what was it that he said? Um, oh, yes. Blast you all. Yeah. And then we get Optimus. He lands and transforms back into his gorilla form. And so we get a gorilla in the snow. And Tigertron is transformed back into his tiger form. Before that, we do get a close up on his face. Like I said, like he, it's it's kind of interesting. That's the most different part between Cheetor mm-hmm. and Tigertron is that his face is he doesn't look like a little kid like uh, Cheetor does, and they do no, a good no. job of of making that look different. Like he uh, he does look a lot older and more wiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely comes off as a different character model, at least in the cartoon as opposed to the toys. He's got a nice little Native American accent. Yeah. He's so, like, like the lone wise man out in, out in the wastes. Mm-hmm. And this, and this totally makes him a, a druid in my eyes. The whole yeah. thing was like, I identify more with being a tiger than being a person. That's a druid thing where they would just like, use their animal shape form all yeah. the time. <laughs> so, we we get a bit of an introduction between Optimus and Tigatron. Uh, Optimus, of course, saying that they were worried and weren't sure if he was going to make it. And Tigatron's like, almost didn't. And then he says, the crash damaged my identity circuits. I didn't know who I was or which side I was on until I saw you willing to risk your lives to save us. And he sort of alludes to like him and the other tiger. And then from there, Optimus is like, well, we're just glad you came through. We could use another member on the team. Our ship's about 100 clicks due south, to which then Tigertron's like, 
no, no, I'm sorry, but no. He's like, I'm still more Tiger than Maximal. And until my identity circuits restore themselves, I feel my place is here in the wilds with, and then he sort of pauses, looks oh my back God. at the other Tiger and says, <laughs> with my kind. See, and yeah, they're reading that, that comic. Is, because like, it, it really is like looking like behind like, its butts, like closer to the tiger tron than its face is, and it's like its tail's wagging a little bit. Like, wow, <laughs> that comic was spot on. <laughs> so it is a la- so it is a lady tiger. Okay, so my well, then where do you find the male tiger? Maybe yeah. maybe it's maybe it's a uh, maybe it's maybe gay. it's gay tigers. Yeah. It's gay tigers, or maybe there was another tiger <laughs> in the area. Yeah, this the the companion piece is two gay two gay lions from Totally Reprise. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I love oh, that man. part so what much. If, um, two gay lions, and I. <laughs> what if what if the lady tiger thinks all. that he's her mate? That is the male tiger that he scanned, mm. and then he murdered it. <laughs> I was going to go like some soap opera like twin brother kind of thing where it's like no my wife with my twin brother how could this happen that was more what I was going for I didn't I was I wasn't uh, you know including animal cruelty in my or animal murder yeah I was going to say it's murder I mean it's cruelty in a sense but I wouldn't I'd defy it more as murder he, he actually, the jungle. So, so maybe he didn't maybe he didn't murder him maybe he just tied him up in a cave and feeds him a plate of fish heads once a week. <laughs> okay. That's so fucked up. <laughs> That's more fucked up than murdering him, honestly. <laughs> anyway, getting back to this. So he, he alludes to he's gonna, he needs to stay out here until he gets his head in order. And he says, but you can make count on my loyalty. And Vinox is like, sounds good to me. And... Rat Trap is like, yeah, we could use a scout out here in case the Preds get up to something. And so Optimus is like, well, I guess it's settled for now. Uh, but I have a feeling we'll meet again, Tigertron, and soon. And so the Maximals start off. Then we cut back to Tigertron, and he says, let the trios lead where they may. I will follow. And then we sort of get like a little Aurora Borealis effect in the sky. And then the the episode ends yep good episode lots yeah. of funny goose yeah it was a good it Tiger-tron's was a really cool. good episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> tigertron is but, definitely a cool character uh, no i thought it was a really um really good episode and like we were saying there was some really funny parts to it yeah i, I and i totally forgot the part with the auto guns which was so hilarious and so oh well my done God. yeah like the you listener, you gotta like check it out. Even that yeah. tarantula just like slowly stepping to the side. <laughs> and this was such a um, like so much, so much happened. Like, like it was a it was a plot mythology ish episode. But it was, but it was like it felt like so much happened as opposed to like the the one with the with the standing stones. Where I mean it. it it introduced some concepts, but it didn't feel like very much happened in that episode. And this, like, it's like there are there are like three battles where there are where there are casualties. You get to you get a you know you get some character development for for Dinobot. You get uh, you. I mean, every single character is is featured in it at least to some degree. I mean, I guess Tarantulas probably doesn't do too much, but. 
or at least not too much that's like tarantulas unique because he's sort of just a minion in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than that, like everybody gets a spotlight. Everybody does something. Um, the it. I mean, I, I'm I'll be curious to see where we go from here. But I felt like there was a notch up in the quality of animation. Yeah, it um, did seem a little bit smoother. Like the, I mean, adding you know additional set pieces and doing the 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 Optimus head and. I thought like some of the scenes with the moons looked better, like with mm-hmm. the way that the, yeah. the way that just sort of the skyline looked, it looked like it was a little more detailed. Thing is, too, is it might have rendered a bit better because it was nighttime rather than daytime. Mm-hmm. And at that point with the technology, it might have been a bit hard to get stuff to render better when you're trying to use light sources yeah. as opposed to using darkness. So that very well could be. It also it also may have been like intentionally like they put more into this because they're introducing a new character. That's true. Um, it was more, it was like a feature a featured episode. Um, but I'll I'll be interested to see sort of how it how it the level the level of the quality whether it stays about the same or goes no, up or yawning. down. <laughs> yeah, I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, um, while we move on, we we just have a few questions. Uh, I know K- Kendall, you had a couple, and uh, we had we did have another one from Zach from TWA as well Hi, as uh, one more from the Facebook Hello. group. Uh, so, Kendall, do you want to lead with your questions, and we'll then we'll go to these other ones. Sure. Okay. So this week, um, the Facebook has had the all the. Um, three fictional characters that amalgamate that you are that person. So I said, name three beast wars characters that if you combine them are you, and you could also say transformers, but only if you explain who they are, because I don't know anything about transformers. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys go ahead. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, like, just, just from memory of, of the character, Air Razor, she seems, like, kind of, like, chill and, like, I don't know, she's kind of, like, yeah, she's more, like, she's chilled out and kind of, like, cheery as opposed to, like, Rhinox is more, like, chilled out and, like, mm, I'm <laughs> So, Air Razor, Optimus, and Rat Trap, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Air Razor for like um like previous reasons uh, Optimus because he seems to like care about his friends and stuff a lot and and care about loyalty and um, Rat Trap for a snark. <laughs> so I'm probably would have to go with Rhinox for just the the chill. Ha- but feeling like you know has to do ever or like basically used to being doing things for everyone but not complaining about it and optimist because like you said care you know cares about others and and people and and it was kind of forced into command more often than actually taking command except in this episode it seems like the most emphatic character. yeah and i have a lot and of, I and think. i still i still want to go with silver bolt just because of the goofy <laughs> naivety and wanting things to be right and 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 
and everyone play nice and 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 as long as we like you know be good everything will turn out right um for me i well i would say optimus um for the similar vein about caring about friends uh i want to say rhinox as well just because i i do have a tendency to be a bit more laid back uh for the people that know me and then i also i also want to say maybe tigatron just because i like to sort of with a lot of things that i do i like to i don't like to be the center i like to sort of be like the one that will come in when help is needed sort of thing so almost like a six <laughs> ranger sort of sense yeah um but that that's just the sort sort of I don't like being the center of attention a lot of the time. Okay, so I'll say mine now. So tarantulas, uh, because um, because I've got like my own weird perspective on things, and uh, I I I am a lot of times sort of separate from the from the crowd. Uh, I also um, have uh, scorpionok in in that there are certain aspects of my life, like my job where I'm just completely blindly loyal and, and ignore all of the bad things. Um, and then I'm kind of torn between rat trap, Dinobot and and Megatron for the third one. But I think it's, but I think it's probably Dino Dinobot or rat rat trap from the first episode. That's, that's what it is. (laughs) Because I'm just like because there are others like there's some situations where I'm a Scorpionok where I'm where I'm just completely blindly loyal and just just super happy to follow the one true leader, um, <laughs> and then there are other situations where I'm just constantly second guessing uh, people and I I feel that I'm right whether I'm right or wrong, mm-hmm. and then there are other situations where I'm sort of off doing my own thing which is more the tarantulas thing. And then the other question that I had that I thought was something an interesting thought experiment. Are you guys all familiar with the Batman the Animated Series episode? I almost got him. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so we for all the, discussed that's, it last that's, episode. Yeah, that's the oh. one with the card game. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So so for the for the listeners, just to just in case you didn't listen to the last episode or whatever, that yeah, it's a it's a it's an episode of Batman the Animated Series where I believe it's it's Poison Ivy, Two Face. Killer Croc and Penguin one, and the Joker and Penguin. I don't think Joker's there. I think Penguin. No, he, comes, he comes in later. Oh yeah, that's right. Later. Okay, but they each sort of tell a story about how they almost got Batman, and so I was thinking the Predacons are around a table playing old maid, and they're talking about they're reminiscing about times that they almost got the Maximals, and I was thinking like what what story would each would each of the Predacons tell. Probably and also I will say Megatron's not there. This is uh, it. It's a uh, um, th- that's how I would pitch the episode. It's the it's the all of the all of the the peons are playing are playing cards because I feel like Megatron wouldn't wouldn't play cards. He's uh, I yeah. Scheming. I think Waspinator would have to have the line of it was a really big rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so, in, in yeah. the opposite, where he's like. Uh, I was only only if it wasn't for that rock. 
getting stopped by a rock. It was a really big rock. Okay. <laughs> almost got Optimus. I think. I think. So he would have. So you're saying he would have like an actual like it was actually like a good plan where he got the drop on him and everything and then and then uh, yeah and then and then Dinobot. I mean, basically this episode like yeah. they got the drop on him and then Dinobot crushed it with a rock. I like that. I like that. Um, so I think Scorponok. Uh, would tell would tell a story and it would be um it would be like a uh, uh unreliable narrator kind of story where like um where like Megatron is constantly like telling him how great he is and he's like and, and he's like I agree Megatron you're also great and then they like he and Megatron do something together they kiss high five <laughs> yeah they, yeah they yeah they high five yeah because they're best buds. Um, and then who else is there? Uh, You'd have yeah. to have something with pterosaur and something with tarantulas. Yeah. So what would? And I mean, they all. I mean, there have been feature episodes for both of them. So what kind of thing would pterosaur do? I think. Well, obviously, tarantulas would talk about like. I, I got it. Tarantulas would talk about how he almost ate Cheetor. Yeah. And pterosaur would be like, if only that mountain had been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> All of you fucks would be listening to me. <laughs> so really, so really, you're, you, yeah, I mean, really, we have had those examples of the of the almost had it stories with the feature episodes for those two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I was thinking about that, but uh, there might be more examples as we go on. But that's all I can remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I mean, I was thinking more because the, you know, if if there were other if there were other things that maybe they could have almost done. Like I'm trying to think, like what, like maybe like maybe tarantulas like subtle like slowly because he seems like this the subtle manipulating thing. Like he slowly figured out a way to burrow a tunnel all the way to the maximal base and he got in and he almost, you know, he, he almost got it, but they, they, they took him down because probably because he was working independently. His story would be like a half an hour long and everyone else would be like, okay, get to the point. Like what, what, okay, where's this going? <laughs> It'd be asleep while the strangers just keeps telling the story. And like, and then because I knew they would do this, I, like you know, right, like, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> chess, chess game kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe even, maybe even like a. Well, no, no, no. This would be uh, so the pterosaur thing would be a situation where it was a, it was a, um, like a, like a, like a strategy ish thing between him and Dinobot. Like, like maybe Dino, maybe Dinobot has the. Maybe like everybody else is out, and he he tries to take take over the base, and like it's like a cat and mouse between he and Dinobot inside the Maximal base. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be kind of neat. Cool. Like maybe well, he knocks out Dinobot's weapons, and so he sort of goes on the hunt for Dinobot in the base. Right, right. Dinobot right, with yeah, no yeah, weapons yeah. is better than Pterosaur stuff. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why Pterosaur lost. These are stories about when they lost. It's not yeah. about when they win. He had but, no uh, weapons, and I was about to get him, and I forgot about the eye lasers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, and the Waspinator one would be what would be would, the other thing that would happen in the Waspinator story is that his eye lasers would be permanently disabled. 
Like, like he would either maybe he maybe he would he would have like altered something in his programming or like he or like there was some kind of damage to his spark that made it so he couldn't have eye lasers. Just like in the just like how in the the animated series episode, it explained why Batman has that giant penny. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um. So what questions did we have? Uh, other questions. Okay. So so we got one from Zach. Uh, he asked, how do you feel about various new interpretations of Optimus Prime where his faceplate face is actually a guard that drops and lets you see his mouth? I prefer the old one. Yeah. I like, I like I mean, Primal having a mouth. Yeah. I like that. But I, I think Optimus, I don't know, he seems so much cooler with the mask thing. Like... Yeah, he just—he seems more like, like, so, like, I think I think the the mouth humanizes him too much. And one of the things that's really appealing about Optimus is that he's kind of like, like we—I think we talked about it before. Where like Optimus Primal is like trying to reach an ideal, while Optimus Prime is that ideal. Like he's like it, it usually doesn't work for characters, but like for for me it works for Optimus Prime where he's like. He is like the perfect leader, like great guy. Like he's he's like he's perfect. And I kind of, I think the mouth. It worked in TF in, T, in Transformers animated because that's a younger Prime that isn't that ideal yet as yeah. well. But I like him more with when he when he's presented like he is in the Michael Bay movies or like how he is in like Transformers Prime where he is that ideal and he has the mouth. I I don't think it works as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I feel like that question means that I'm on a podcast about, that is intended for people who like Transformers more. Than <laughs> <I am. laughs> um, that being said, um, I firmly believe in having your cake and eating it too. In in uh, in comics and in nerd stuff. So if if the if the uh, you know creators or whatever uh want a character that has a mouth that moves and that looks more um more like our our what's the word like articulate or alive or or humanized i guess mm-hmm. rather than a more static uh character that doesn't have a mouth um but they still want to be able to reference uh the 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 and pay homage to what has come before i think that the idea of him having a a, a faceplate that that goes away is a is as good a way as, to do it as any. Yeah, it's it's nothing wrong with it. It's just a personal thing. I like him being this overworldly like leader guy who's again, it's just a personal preference, but I don't think you're wrong, you know. I also like re- like that is the question that I I, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> what about you, as Jordan? Long, as long as he's got a deep yeah. voice, I'm happy. I, I'm I'm kind of used from uh, from like Beast Wars to seeing a mouth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it doesn't bother me as much. But I do. But also, I do like the classic, you know, version. So I mean. Like the having it as a faceplate, it just seems like you can't really decide which one you want. That like opens and closes. Yeah. So I mean, 
but at the same time, like I can understand why they want to try to pay homage to some of the original design. So I guess it's just, you know, go with what feels best for the design that you're working with. Yeah, I I think that's actually a really good, that's actually a really good point is, 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 is if you could, if you did want to choose one that works best for the story, I think that that's probably, that's probably a good take, but it's like, it's just so hard. I, I I just, I kind of feel like when you've got a character that's so seated in, in nostalgia, like you kind of just have to have your cake and eat it too. You kind of have to have six green lanterns from earth, you know, (laughs) like, well, I mean like. It's not nostalgia for me because I didn't watch G1 as right. a kid. I got to it later. Oh, so it is like, for me. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. But I'm saying like I just I just think aesthetically it looks cooler and it make it works good for Optimus because yeah, like of the reasons I said before. And like I even like I think it it's just even maybe I just like masks on characters too because I was talking to my friend we were playing Overwatch and he had the skin for Soldier 76. That's a younger version of him. Oh, and, I, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But now I was talking about, like, I kind of like him more with the mask and the visor, though, because I think it looks cooler and he looks more badass to me. With well, yeah, because you get gone. like characters like Genji with the yeah. full face mask, and that looks pretty badass. So, so, yeah. so in, Trans- in Transformers Prime and the Michael Bay movies where where I guess he has the mask and then he still, where he has its cake and eats it too. Um, do the other transformers have lips? Yes. Yes. Okay. And they do. And in, 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 in G1, the a lot of transformers have mouths, but oh, they Optimus do. They do. The, but Optimus, Optimus doesn't. is the one that doesn't. He's like the yep. one. Everybody else has a mouth. Then sound. Again, it's again, it separates him more. Yeah. I like that. Soundwave had the same sort of faceplate as True. well for the predator. I do want to say that when I was younger and I, you know, very, very little experience with non Beast Wars transaction tra- transactions. <laughs> I'm too much. Real I quick. Say, it's I say late, stuff eh? in there. Yeah. Sound but uh, Soundwave yeah. is also the least humanized Decepticon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I, w- I will say that I will say that I really do like that when they brought in, when they moved it to Beast Wars, it was a completely new cast, but you still had Optimus versus Megatron. Because mm-hmm. I still recognized Optimus's face, yeah. Um, even with the lips, I yeah, still re- well, no, I still recognized him. And that's that's actually kind of one of the neat things is I think that they did with the character designs, even for Megatron, they kind of took cues from cl- the classic G one designs, so that and harkened back to them, so that they were kind of still you know iconic. To to uh, the people to people not just to people new to Transformers and that but to, to those who had seen the the original like G one or or stuff or had toys or whatever. I found with the the character design, especially for like the heads for Megatron and and Optimus, very similar to like the G one design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was um was there a version of and I may be making this up? Was there a version of Megatron that was a T Rex prior to Beast Wars? Not that no, I'm I aware think, of. I don't, no, I think, I think it, was, uh, it was the gun. Then he, when he was Galvatron, he was sort of like a a, a futuristic cannon. cannon. And then G two, he was sort of brought back as a tank. Yeah, okay. and um. I don't think they would do that too because like Grimlock exists. Yeah. 
And that would just be kind of confusing. Yeah. Is Grimlock also a T-Rex? Yes. Yes, Grimlock is yes. a Dinobot. Okay. Was, the, 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 there was the Dinobots in the original Transformers, and, and Grimlock was a T-Rex, and uh, there was also a Stegosaurus and a, and a Triceratops Slag. and a Pterodactyl. Okay. Yeah. You're not called so Slag anymore. Was, was, uh, was Grimlock the leader? Yes, he was. Of yes. the Dinobots, yeah. That's probably why I thought he was Megatron. And actually, now that I think about it, Grimlock had a faceplate, too, like Optimus. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I I probably saw like literally one episode of whatever TV show that was where they were where the where the the trucks were fighting dinosaurs, and I assumed that the Dinobot was a good guy. They did fight with the Autobots initially. They did, but as a whole, they were like uh, they were Autobots. They weren't like. like I said, one episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably yeah. one. Ep- and also, I'm you know, I was probably seven years old at the time. <laughs> so my memory may be a little bit fuzzy from that. Oh, time. Yeah. So we've got one more question, and it's from Alex Morris on Facebook. And the question is, command module is butt or command <laughs> module is butt <laughs> is the title of which character's autobiography? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Rhinox just because oh, I've seen Alex. his ass. <laughs> well, somebody somebody actually answered the question too. They said Waspinator. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think it probably is. Uh, 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 well, it's either it's either Rat Trap or Dinobot, depending on. Because there's the question mark, right? Yes. So, so I'm wondering if Dinobot, because Dinobot is a predic was a Predacon. He probably does, he's probably not all up on the slang. That's true. So he was because so it's when, specific to Maximals, you think? Right. Right. <laughs> um, I, I think it's. I think if you if you go command module is like if it's if it's if we agree that it's it, it was supposed to be the mouth, so it's like cramming your pie hole kind of thing. Um, then I think it's Rat Trap because he's trying to say that everyone's talking out of their ass. <laughs> and Dinobot, Dinobot wouldn't be that crude. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably right. You're yeah. probably right. I think. I think Rat. Plus, I mean, Rat Trap's the one that says "stick it in your command module," right? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you there. <laughs> Why? Thank you. I could imagine it be Cheetor just because, like, as a question mark, like he's actually asking, "Is that what you meant?" <laughs> like, right, right, yeah. You're just trying to understand Rat Trap. That's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not. Uh, maybe it's not maximal slang. Maybe it's just Rat Trap slang. Maybe it's from Cybertron, New York. That's how they talk in Cybertron, New York. Well, there you go. There's all the questions that we got for this week. Oh, so I I want to I want to end end with one one other thing. You know, you guys brought up the fact that uh, that I'm convinced that the uh, Maximals are are actually the bad guys. So I want to bring up Rat Trap's re- exposed brain for a moment. Okay. What other characters who are protagonists have an exposed brain? Lord oh, Zed has an exposed brain, or uh, uh, Krang from Ninja Turtles is an exposed brain. 
is an exposed brain. Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls. Mojo Jojo also has an exposed brain, also a bad guy. So no no protagonists, no good guys have exposed brains. Mm. Except for Rat Trap. Except, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> there's something to this. So who's, who's the one being racist now? <laughs> well, everyone everyone with exposed brain is a bad guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's hints here and there. I mean, I, I want to like look. I want to go on a on a search now to find brain characters that are guys. I'm sure. Like, even most of the time, I mean, most of the time, people with with comically large brains are, e- e- whether they're exposed or not, are are. Uh, are like are are the bad guys, you know, the master, uh, the master. What's his name? The leader. leader. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, brain from Pinky and the Brain. Uh, I don't think Brain's a bad yeah. guy. Well, he wants to take over the world. Yeah, make a better place. We should let him do it. He's really smart. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> <laughs> remember he's, when he's they not, made he's the a good guy world? too? I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. They made Pinky they, get along. They well. made they made Chia World. Out of paper mache, <laughs> and and everybody moved to there. So they got, so they did actually take over the world. <laughs> and then and then he says, "What are we going to do tonight, Brain? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over Chia World." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll end with that. I just I just wanted oh. to uh, <laughs> kind of give you guys an update on on my on my on my theory here. There you go. Cool. Well. I think that's just about it. Does uh, anybody have anything they wanted to plug this week? Uh, nothing specific. I guess we can still plug uh, Audio Entropy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they've actually I, got some new podcasts coming through the pipe, too. I want to plug the Warren Beast Facebook group uh, because <laughs> we've, we've all, all three of us have actually started like on semi regular basis posting things. So I don't remember if we've like been saying that at the end of every episode, but you guys should uh, join and post and like and comment, subscribe, whatever. Yeah, I'll and um, speaking of the new podcast, like last episode, uh, Joe mentioned all on the Watchtower, and I wasn't sure if it was an audio entropy cast, but they just confirmed on the latest TWA that it is going to be an audio entropy cast. They just have not put it on the say yet. Yep, and that's going to be a DCAU podcast. Not a not a not a song by song, uh, Bob Dylan podcast. I'm and sure. um, and soon they're also going to be getting transmission, which is uh, Jules, Ashley, and Molly talking about trans issues and yep. answering questions about it. And I think they have a Twitter, and they were asking for some questions recently, weren't they? I believe so. I I'd have to go back and double check though for sure. I've gone I've gone back into like not checking Twitter ever because like, I, I get I get over I get overwhelmed by it. Like I just. You have to be checking it every like hour to like keep up, and I just can't do that. But I, I did see their Twitter when it got created, and I and I followed it. I just haven't haven't done anything on Twitter really, except for a few things like tweeting about the Adventure Zone and. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, TWA has just started season two of Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, for all the people who listen to this podcast but don't listen to Teenagers with Attitude. <laughs> If you are Somewhere? in that, if you are in that uh, portion of the of the, uh, what do you call it? What's the thing with the two circles? Oh, uh, Venn diagram. 
Venn diagram. The Venn diagram. If you're in the portion of the Venn diagram that you that you listen to us, but you've never heard Teenagers with Attitude, or especially if you don't know what Teenagers with Attitude is, please uh, let us know and how you heard about us. <laughs> they just stumbled on us through Google. A lot, a, a lot of the audio entropy casts are um, are in their kind of a second leg of their respective shows. So it's a good time to like jump on because you've got a lot of content to catch up on. Uh, the Digimon cast, is, is to, which is the Digimon one, they're in the, the crest arc, which is like after the first two. They're, not, they're, in, the, they're in the arc where they're all kind of getting... It's, I don't know the name of the arc, but it's just like the third arc of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, Totally Spies, Totally Reprise is on the second season of Totally Spies. Um let me tell you what Homestuck now has like two different versions of it. So like <laughs> there's a lot of um, there's a lot to catch up on. So if, if you want to dig into a podcast, uh, there's a lot to offer on audio entropy. Definitely. And there's even more in the pipeline. I, I, I have heard telling that there is even more stuff coming. Yeah. So we're I looking can't wait for, for let me tell you about metal gear. They've kind of teased <laughs> that that being a thing. I really want that to be a thing. <laughs> So there you have it, folks. It's been another week, another episode. Uh, feel free to please subscribe to us. We are both on iTunes as well as Audio Entropy. Uh, you can find us on Google Play as well. I believe I've submitted our podcast to Google Play as well. So if you want to search. And we got conf- confirmation. Yay. Yay. So that's always good. So anybody who happens to be listening uh please feel free to join the facebook page or on twitter uh it's warren beast podcast on uh facebook and then warren beast podcast on twitter as well and i think that's pretty much all the media oh and of course the email uh warren beast podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions feel free to hit us up on any of those methods and of course please check out audioentropy.com so for that uh, it has been another week, and uh, for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been John. I've been Jordan. And I've been Kendall. And what if we, like, bounced it off of, like, a mountain or a cloud or something? <laughs> That's how to get the podcast to the people, bouncing it off a cloud. Bounce it, use the cloud, yeah. Yeah, that's what we should do. Put the <laughs> podcast in the clouds, and then people in airplanes <laughs> can uh. listen to it. I don't know if I could do that, though. I'm more Tiger than Maximal at this point. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's just fun. Let's yeah. roll. I got dead in the water for PlayStation 1 today, tonight. Sick. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it is well it's it's a it's a PlayStation 1 sort of racing slash fighting game or like oh like my fight God. and Okay, uh, okay. I was gonna say like that's an interesting combination of games. Yeah, not yeah, <laughs> like, not like, like punching the other cars, but like uh like uh it's a water well, it's metal. a waterless game and you get like power ups and shoot people and stuff. And then also there's a there's like just a straight up battle mode where you're just shooting each other like uh I, like i can't remember the name of the game that's Mario actually Kart's popular. battle mode or do you mean twisted metal or like Twi- it's like tw- yes it's like twisted metal that's what you that's what it would be con- compared to Wait but on the minute. water
did they talk about that on an episode of Let's Plays? Yes, that is the reason okay. that I. Oh yeah, that's the one with the two skulls on it, right? Yeah, and it. <laughs> I'll have to get used to because it's it it must it's either a it's either an early PS one game or like a PS one game that doesn't use the graphics to the best. Because it's like, you know, some PS1 games, all, like the racing games, like they basically look, they're basically 64-bit graphics. Like they're basically, they you can't tell the difference between a, an N64 game and a PS1 game. Yeah. But this one you can. So I'll have to get used to the look of that. And then also the physics are like closer to real-ish physics than I'm used to in a video game. Hmm. So like you take a big jump, it, you, your, your boat jumps 80 feet in the air and then you don't have complete control of it when it lands. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not necessarily, and it's not necessarily, I mean, obviously it's not supposed to be one of the power ups is nukes. Oh, so you geez. can like, you can nuke other boats. Uh, but yeah, I'm, so it's not supposed to be super realistic, but it's like, no, it definitely punishes you for losing for losing you know for being aggressive more so than a lot of racing games do and also the water actually like a lot of water racing games may as well just be like a road like you don't the water doesn't affect it but there definitely is a factor of that so we'll see i'll, I'll i'm going to give it a little more time we'll see whether I, I played it for a good 20 minutes so i think i'm an expert I'm trying um, to think of other water racing games, and I think like Wave Race was pretty good for like it felt like water, and I think Diddy Kong Racing felt pretty. Good. Uh-huh. So Wave Wave Race, y- yeah, I think there's. I feel like there's not that. Well, I mean, I didn't play that much Wave Race. There's a lot. There's a, the water is a lot more of a thing in in dead in the dead in the water than in something like Wave Race. Really? Because I mean, like, there was a lot of like water physics. Actually, it was surprising for N64, where like when you when you jump, feel like, like it felt like water. I don't know. Like if you jump from too high in in dead in the water, your boat goes under goes goes underwater. Like it sinks, and it has to rise. It has to rise to the top to start to start. And like there's like random spot. I'm not saying it's like realism, but it's like. Okay, so because in real life, a jet ski does go underwater, and it does in a game, but it doesn't go under the water. To the extent that, like, it would actually right, be really right. shitty. Like, yeah. like and I, that yeah. makes sense. Was there, they're, 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 they're exaggerating water and, like, boats. Is what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I yeah, get it. yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it seems it's an interesting game. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, futuristic boats and, like, pirate ships. And, like, there's there's a lot there's a lot to it. Like, uh, I, I it can definitely understand why people were attracted to it in Let's Place because – the one thing that doesn't factor into um, let's into whether or not how where something ranks in let's place is the actual gameplay. Yeah. So uh, you, you know because <laughs> they're watching. I mean, just because they you know they haven't played most of the games and they're watching videos of it of people who are good at video games, <laughs> and I am yeah. not good at video games. <laughs> so. Okay, um, but it's you know start it was, here, I'm just it was five bucks so. I'm just gonna grab a coffee and um, some little little snacky thing. It'll take like two seconds. Well, sure. the coffee will take a little bit longer, but the treat will be like two seconds. BRB. Yeah. <laughs> also, before we start, uh, don't nobody listen to that Seinfeld podcast. Oh. 
I, I was on this Seinfeld podcast last night. Yeah, and it I was saw. it was oh my god, it was awful. Like and not like not like awful in like the way that like Let's Place is awful, like in a kind of funny way. In a kind of no, funny this was, endearing this was, way, yeah. Yeah, this was not like that. So Aww. the the one the one host is a guy in Australia named Tommy, and he's he's fine. Like he's he it's it's his first podcast that he's hosted. Um, and, and it's, and it's, and it's, and he's fine. Like he's just trying to do a rewatch podcast, you know, just cause thinks it'd be fun. And, uh, but then the other guy, June is he, he's just constantly making dick jokes and gay jokes and rape jokes like the whole time. Uh. And and he knows about one of each. Uh. So it's like, it's like, it's like, and he doesn't, it's like, he doesn't. I don't understand why he's even on a Seinfeld podcast. Like why he even, why he even bothers. It's, Maybe he's trying to emulate Kramer or man. rather the guy who plays Kramer, I guess. Oh, okay. Michael Carr. Yeah. yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. It is Michael Richards because I still yeah, have the IMDb page from Seinfeld up on this, on this other computer. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was bad. Like I, I, Kind of, I kind of said that I might be willing to do another episode at some point, but like, it would they would have to drastically change it, or that guy would have to leave the show. He said he posted a, a dick pic, like his own dick pic, in the Skype chat at one point. Ew. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's horrible. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. It was not the best experience. Like I almost, I almost told. Because he posted the the first episode, we we recorded two episodes, and Tommy posted the first episode this morning, and he tagged me on it on Facebook. Luckily, it's not even on iTunes; it's only on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, I um, mean, tagged me on it on Facebook. I almost told him to take my name off of it, but I figure nobody will listen to it. You know, nobody listens to at least nobody that knows me. <laughs> like, you know, like people people listen to Warren Beast, but it's not like my mom. Yeah. At least with, you know, yeah, I put the explicit tag on the episodes because we might drop a few colorful words. But I like to think, for the most part, we aren't too bad compared to that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's like, and also it's just like, he it wasn't even... Like I mean, the, the a lot, it was all in poor taste, but it was like also just, just constant. Just, and it was, yeah, it was... Horton, what super are you doing? Annoying. No, don't restart my computer. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, well, Jordan dropped off. We know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think I got to stop for a moment. Also, I don't want to talk to you either, Cortana. Get out of here. <laughs> I am so mad that the, the, the Windows 10 update basically means that all you can do is hide her. You can't turn her off. Oh, yeah. There was a new. Update oh, that said, says I'm Cortana. Ask me anything. Oh, okay. I just ignore it. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I I found an article that talks that talks about like they. It's kind of a very invasive thing. Like, I mean, it's it can be very useful. Like, it it com- constantly is tracking your uh your location, uh your speech, and you can turn it on this your speech patterns, your writing patterns, your typing patterns. Like, it can. And it can be like a very useful assistant. 
but the privacy laws that are like contract that windows has put out are very vague and wide reaching yeah so (laughs) like at the moment basically they can take anything that is stored in the cloud by your computer and use it any way they want is Mm. basically what it is and everything cortana cortana like records or uses is sent to the cloud so yeah it's i mean it's just a little too open ending and i'd ra- and i don't use the use it anyway so i just figured you know it'd be just easier to just completely not have it bother me yeah mm-hmm. and for me what i did um just because i prefer the windows 7 menu over windows 10 anyway i went up getting a classic shell I downloaded that and installed it, and so now I have the classic menu from Windows 7 for my start menu. And I don't see anything for Cortana, which is nice. I actually don't mind the Windows 10 interface. I mean, I guess Cortana exists, and randomly sometimes my computer does things I don't want it to do. But, I mean, that's, you know, I'd rather have my computer do things that I don't want it to do than not do things that I want it to do. Because that's I've got two computers set up. One of them is my desktop that apparently is garbage, and and the other one is is my is my laptop Ooh. that has Windows Ten. So you know, whatever. Fuck Windows Ten. <laughs> I want I want to get Windows Eight again, I and mean, I can't. I'm sad. I don't know. I I really actually am like really pleasantly surprised with how how smoothly. Uh, Windows 10 runs on this on this uh, laptop and and how like you know I mean I don't care very much about details so you know they I mean from, I think I've said they can before, be like they they can they can tell they I don't care if Microsoft tells tells the tells uh, sells my data to Sega to tell them which uh, which um, games I uh, have I have on Steam. <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't really know. Like, I don't do enough on this computer for them to steal enough of my uh, personal data and stuff. Um, my issue with it is, I mean, I've said it before, but I've got like a few Japanese games that I can't play now because Apple Cloud doesn't work on this, mm. and it's it's too much effort to get them to work any other way. <laughs> uh. Well, I found a halfway decent Commodore sixty four emulator. If you ever want to play. Commodore 64 games. Oh my I'll god! It's mind. been forever since I played that. Mm. Used to play Family have, Feud on my grandparents' one. I got, I got. Also because of Let's Plays, I have Advance of the Mega Camels and uh, <laughs> uh, Thing Bounces Back. <laughs> Which man, Thing Bounces Back is terrible. <laughs> it is completely unplayable. They they the way they described it in Let's Place like actually made it sound like it was almost passable. It is just completely unplayable because it's a you have to like I, I I guess you just must have to like memorize what parts of the level to go in which order because if you go to one screen and then um and then and then act and then accidentally go back to that screen then. All of the good things turn into weights that will smash you, and most of the time you'll end up cornered somewhere where it's where like the game is physically still going, but you can't get out of it. So you have to wait until you run out of time five times. 
It's it's just um, it's a ugh. it should not be as high as it is on the Let's Place list. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we ready Hold to on. start? I'm ready uh, here, but uh, if anybody needs to hold off. I was born ready. Wait, can you give me one second? I want to check something online, see if I can drum up some questions. Sure. I tried using the presidential debate to see if I could (laughs) stir some traffic, but sadly it hasn't come to fruition yet. Well, to be fair, I'd rather do this than watch the presidential debate. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually did you, presidential debates. Did you see the uh, uh, John Oliver thing where he was talking about scandals in general about about the two? I missed it. Uh, I don't get HBO, uh, so I got it. Well, I gotta they put a lot of it on. Online. Yeah, but basically he. He ends like that about how, um, you know, the scandals or like, you know, problems with presidential candidates are like raisins, you know, raisins and cookies. You know, no one wants them there, but there, but every once in a while you'll find them. And so like he holds up a cookie and he's like, and this is like Hillary Clinton's there. You know, there's about like 10 of these in here, you know, and, you know, that's more than you probably want. uh, But, you know, they're there. He says, but in comparison, uh, Donald Trump is this many ra- raisins. And basically, they just start pouring rain, raining down raisins on top of him. Like, from, <laughs> from the thing, he, like, literally is under a mound of raisins. <laughs> and he's... Oh, God. It's just... <laughs> and see, that's uh, the problem with John Oliver. I like raisins in my cookies. <laughs> yeah, raisin cookies are pretty decent. I mean, like, they're not as... I mean, I, I, chocolate chips are the best, but... Oatmeal raisin is pretty pretty good. Pretty yeah, but I think beef. I think he was specifically meaning mm. like non oatmeal raisin cookies for for <laughs> raisins. So because I mean, okay, if you ask me, oatmeal raisin cookies like or like oatmeal cookies basically you know tend to lend to to raisins well. But mm-hmm. can you imagine a chocolate chip with raisins in it? Yeah, it wouldn't Sounds really work. Well. Mm. Now, or, if you I suppose said if, chocolate if 